Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Now to our Q&A call-in screen, guys. Welcome to Let's Talk Supernatural. Here we go. I'm excited about being here tonight. I'm excited for what God is doing. There's the call-in right there on screen. There's the phone number, 1346-248-7799. Once you call, there's already people calling in right now. Once you call, you need to type in the meeting ID or you can just click the top link to be able to call in live. This is audio only. You can click the link or you can call the number that is on your screen. The chat's right there if you want to read it on screen. I got some new alerts, new screens. It's going to be good tonight, guys. I'm excited. Let us take now. Okay, we already got calls stacking up here. So let me turn my volume up. Let me make sure that we're good to go, that you guys can all hear everything. Let me make sure that I unmute them. Praise the Lord. Share the stream. Okay, here we go. Call center for the Holy Ghost. We got lots of callers coming in. Let me take the first one here. Um, Okay, here we go. Let me make sure that I can get them on. Testing one, two. I just joined in. Can you hear me tonight? Hello. How are you tonight? Check one, two. Can you hear me? Maria, are you there? Let me see. Is she talking? Maria, can you hear me tonight? There she is. Hi. Welcome to the show, Maria. How are you? Great. Thank you. Awesome. Yes. I'm at work. Calling from work. Awesome. What was your question tonight? So I had a question um, about my brother. So if we, okay. So there's, okay. So I have my brother. Um, my friends, well, we, they're casted, we're, we're trying to pass out demons for my brother, but hasn't been fully delivered, I guess. I'm just wondering what it is. What is it when he's just laughing by himself or speaking to himself? What is going on there? Say that last part one more time. He, he laughs by himself. He, he he laughs just randomly out of nowhere. About. And is that when you guys are praying for deliverance over him that he's laughing? Yeah, he just laughs. No, not while not while being delivered, but just after. Yeah, so a lot of times in deliverance, people will start laughing uncontrollably. And um, what that is, a lot of times it's a manifestation. It's a mockery of what God is saying and what God is doing. And so that's that's a symptom of being demonized is laughing. Oftentimes they'll laugh when you're ta- when you're in prayer. Um, they'll laugh at the altar. And so laughing is a sign of the person maybe still needing deliverance or still manifesting. And a lot of times it's the demons that will mock us when we're laughing. So I would say he probably still needs to go through deliverance. If you if he hasn't been fully delivered, I would definitely say that he probably needs to continue to go through deliverance. You're muted. Your audio's cutting out. So she's calling from work. So I think she's having some audio issues here. Um, yeah, she just disconnected. Okay. We're going to take the next caller here. Maria, if you can get back on, uh, call back in for some reason. You're having um, audio issues. Your mic's getting cut out. Okay, we're going to take the next caller here. Um, Brianna Howard, how are you doing tonight? Let me see if she can get in here. Sorry about that, guys. She's at work, so I think she's having audio issues. Brianna, can you hear me? Hello? How are you, Brianna? 
are you? I'm good. What was your question tonight? Uh, my question was, first and foremost, thank you for taking my call. My question is concerning generational curses. When you are dealing with generational curses and your children, um, once the generational curse is automatically broken off, once the generational curse is broken off of you, is it automatically broken off your child or do you have to take your children through a course of deliverance concerning generational curses also? Okay, so her question was, if I have a kid with a generational curse um, and I get it broken off of me, do I need to break it off of them too? Now, there's several different ways that this works. Sometimes the, the child will also need to go through a deliverance or need to go through, you know, breaking off the generational curse. But oftentimes when you're breaking the generational curse off the child, the, the child doesn't have to go through deliverance. Some people, you know, I, I always say it ran into my family until it ran into me. So as parents, it's our job. We have the, the legal right. We have the authority over our kids, over our family to break generational curses. So oftentimes, if you break it while the child's young, that generational curse doesn't develop. For whatever reason, there's times where as the child gets older, um, that generational curse will remain even though you've bro even though you've broken it. And it was like almost when they're 13, 14. I don't know what age it was, but in the spirit realm, there comes an age where the child has free will. And so the enemy is able to take advantage of the child, whether he's 12, 13. So what I've seen is parents will wait till the kid's 12, 13, 14. The parent gets delivered from the generational curse, but the child does not get delivered from the generational curse because it was almost like they're already past the age of consent or the age of accountability, some people would call it. If they're a kid, you have the right, you have the spiritual authority. And I'm actually going to do a teaching on this um, very soon here, Brianna, on spiritual authority and the way word curses work and generational curses work. It's all about spiritual authority. You have the spiritual authority over your child. And so you're able, while they're young, to break the generational curse off of them before they get older and they actually have to deal with that generational curse on their own. So if your kid's before that age of accountability, some people say it's 12, 13, 14, whatever age it could be, every kid develops differently. I would say that you have the legal right to right now break that generational curse off of them in fact i would challenge you to begin to pray over your kid to begin to call it out and break it off of them at some point in prayer just to make sure but i would say if you break it off of you many times it'll break off of them as well does that, does that okay, answer your great. question thank you so much yes yes thank you awesome so much. take care brianna okay Bye -bye. guys we got a lot of callers in here um, we have about 20 plus people right now waiting in the waiting room. So we're going to go through this. I have them as loud as possible, guys. If you can't hear them, I apologize. If you're calling in, please try to talk loud. Some people's mic, some people's audios is a little, um, is, you know, it doesn't work as good as others. So please make sure that you're talking loud when you call in. Alexandra, how are you? Welcome to the show. Where are you watching from tonight? Let's see. She's connecting to the audio here. Can you hear me, Alexandra? Yes, I can hear you. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. How are you? Awesome. Where are you calling from? I am calling from Abbotsford, BC. Awesome, awesome. I love Canada. Um, what was your question tonight? Um, my question is, what is causing me to want to praise Satan? What, do, what, what spirit is causing that? So... You know, a lot of times when you're demonized or you're needing a deliverance, um, that spirit could be the spirit of the Antichrist, it sounds like, 
Well, that's one of the manifestations is blasphemy in your mind. I've dealt with people in deliverance where they're sitting in service and they're getting constant cuss words in their mind, constant cuss words in their head. And that's a symptom of that demonic power, not wanting you to get free, not wanting you in church. And so if you're having a spirit that is want making you want to pray to Satan, I would say that is an antichrist spirit. And what I would really do is the moment you get that, I would start rebuking that. I've, I've actually had, I know it might for some of you say, man, that sounds a little bit, you know, out there or crazy, but... I've dealt with the spirit of the Antichrist before, and that Antichrist spirit will actually make you not just blaspheme God, but actually cause you or challenge you or, you know, make you compulsively want to pray to Satan. And so I would rebuke that. I'm going to pray for you quickly here, but I would just rebuke that every time you hear it. And then I would try to find a church in your area. I would try to find, you know, believers around you. Sometimes it's hard to find a church. I know it's like, man, well, where is there a church that's going to be able to do this? But I would try to get to somebody in your area, some believers in your area, get on some of our videos we've done on spiritual warfare get trained up and then just have them lay hands on you and begin to pray and begin to speak that um break that spirit off of you okay thank you yeah let me pray for you alexandra before you get off okay Okay. Father, right now, we thank you for your anointing and your power. And right now, Father, we thank you and we bind that Antichrist spirit now over Alexandra. In Jesus' name, we speak to that spirit. We say you have no power, you have no legal right, and you have no authority. And we bind you until she receives deliverance now. In Jesus' name, you must not speak to her. You must not talk to her. In Jesus' name, we bind you now by the power of the Holy Spirit. So yeah, Alexandra, I, um, you need to seek deliverance, okay? Find somebody, find a church, find some believers, and God wants to set you free from that. Okay, thank you, Isaiah. Awesome, God bless you. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay, next caller in. Some of them I can see the name, some of them I can't, guys. Like I said, everybody's audio is different. I have them maxed out in my volume. We are going to take next. Our next caller is going to be Frank. Frank, I hope you can hear me tonight. How are you doing, Frank? Let me see if he's connecting here. Some some people are having issues here connecting. Frank, can you hear me? Frank, are you there? Let's see. He might have stepped away. If you call guys, make sure you stay on the phone if possible. I know some people might be stepping away from the phone. You might have to hit allow audio when you join the call. If you're not calling from a cell phone, you might need to hit allow audio. So Frank, I'm going to give you one last shot here. If you can, just hit allow audio or turn your microphone on. Um, and then I'm going to go to the next caller if not. Guys, bear with us. This is our first time doing this, so bear with the technical difficulties. There we go. How you doing tonight, Frank? Can you hear me? I can hear you, Frank. How are you? Good, good. Awesome. Where, where are you watching from and what's your question? Fresno, California. Awesome. Fresno. Love Fresno. Uh, what can I, what can we talk, good, what's good. your question tonight? All right, um, my, my niece, I have a niece, she's on, she's schizophrenic. I have a niece, she's schizophrenic. Okay. And, um, it's hard for me to keep in contact with her because she's always, like, um, on the streets, taking off, and, like, she's in different towns, like, she's in Oakland, Boston. How, how can I deliver her, get her delivered from, like, is there a way I can get her delivered by actually laying hands on me? Is that possible? So, 
so what's Frank's asking if some of you can hear is cutting out a little bit he said he has a niece that's schizophrenic and he wants to do deliverance on her is it possible to deliver somebody without laying hands on them so Frank let me talk really quick about schizophrenia schizophrenia I believe absolutely is a spirit I've dealt with the spirit before I believe it, it is a demonic spirit I'm not going to go into the chemical imbalance and the other medical side of it but I believe oftentimes it's a demonic spirit it's hard to deliver somebody that doesn't want deliverance or isn't seeking deliverance now what you can do this is something I talked about in my last video Video, Frank I want you to listen to me very clearly here you can bind that spirit of schizophrenia and it will temporarily stop harassing her if you're if you're by if you bind the strong man but I will say this when you bind the strong man of schizophrenia you need to begin to pray for her minister her to witness to her in that time frame that you've bound that spirit so it's hard to get deliverance on people that don't want it it's the same way of saying like I want my niece saved or my my son saved and they don't want to receive salvation you can't force deliverance on somebody so what I want you to do Frank is I want you to bind the strong man in prayer you have to do this in prayer you bind the strong man of schizophrenia and that's going to open up the door you're going to start seeing she's going to be clear-minded level-headed and then you're going to be able to go into doing prayers over her ministering to her witnessing to her even opening up the door to saying hey God wants to set you free you don't need to go up to her and say oh you have a demon over you of schizophrenia but be able to tell her like hey I know you don't want to be the way this certain way and God can set you free so what you need to do Frank if I was you is I would bind the strong man of schizophrenia that'll give you a little bit of time where she's clear-headed and then you're able to pray deliverance minister to her but at the end of the day she has to want to get free more than you want her to get free she has to want to get deliverance. Does that make sense? I think you turned your uh, your thing off. Okay. He just accidentally turned his mic off. We're yeah. going to go. Okay. Awesome. We're going to go to the next caller. Um, Henry Peters is joining us now. Um, it's going to take just a second here to load, guys. I'm reading your guys' comment. And you do need to be with them. If you're going to cast a demon out of somebody, if, unless it's your child, there's one story in the Bible where the person wasn't there. If you're casting a demon out of somebody, you need to be with the person. Unless it's your child, then you can then biblically you can do it from a distance. But still, it's extremely hard um, to do deliverances if you're not with the person. That's why it's hard to do them even over the phone, over Zoom. But yeah, you definitely want to be with them if you can. Um, Henry, how are you doing tonight? Good morning, Isaiah. I'm very blessed yourself. Awesome. Where are you watching from? I'm watching from, it's 3.29 a.m. from South Africa. 3.29 a.m. from South Africa. Thank you so much for being here. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you for calling in. What was the question that you had for us today? Thanks, man. So I've got a twofold question. Yes. Firstly, from your experience, what are the two main things that you have done to grow spiritually? That's the first question. And secondly, experientially, what did you experience? What was the spiritual growth you experienced? Okay, so the two major things that I've done in my own spiritual life, and it's going to sound generic, but it's biblical, is number one, challenging myself, studying to show myself approved, and then number two, having a consistent prayer life. One thing I think a lot of times, um, Henry, people do is they get excited about God or passionate about God for a certain season, but they don't sustain that excitement, they don't sustain that passion, and they don't develop discipline in their life. So for me, personally, I don't wait for people to challenge me. And some of you listening in the chat, you need to hear me tonight. You're waiting around for somebody more on fire you to challenge you but you need the bible says to judge yourself and to challenge yourself and to evaluate yourself and so for me i've done personal things like reading the whole new testament in one day or reading the whole bible in less than a month or praying for eight hours or 10 hours or 24 hours or whatever it is but the point is is continuing to challenge myself to go to that next level if you look at any 
athlete if you look at any professional fighter if you look at anyone in the army they're always disciplining and challenging themselves and one of the things we're lacking in the body of christ is discipline we are lacking discipline in the body of christ and so for me number one has always been challenging myself to be disciplined so if you're listening challenging yourself to go to the next level and then two having a consistent prayer life prayer henry is the only thing that's going to give you what you need to do the call god has for you the ministry is not going to give you what you need family are not going to be able to give you what you need friends are not going to give you what you need and a lot of times we're spending time with family members or friends or pastors or leaders trying to get what we need to be able to grow in ministry not realizing the holy spirit is the only one that has what you need to grow in the ministry and so spending time in god's presence will make you become like god but will also give you the necessary resources to do the call that god's put on your life even the call-in show i'm like okay i'm gonna start the show obviously it's stressful trying to get everything done but i know that if i'm not spending time in prayer in the word i have no business getting on here giving you guys advice and answering guys' questions so you have to have that um that spiritual life and that prayer life and your next question was what's the what's the implications what's the result the result is having encounters encounters cost time if you guys are out there listening i want to have spiritual encounters i want visions i want dreams i want to do deliverances i want to see in the spirit i want to hear in the spirit the cost of these things is spending time in the presence of God. So encounters cost time. And that's why Netflix is trying to get your time. That's why Instagram is trying to get your time. That's why Facebook is trying to get your time. Everything is fighting for your time. Time is the most valuable currency in the world. There's no arguing this. And so we need to begin to spend our time, our currency on the Holy Spirit, on the Lord, becoming friends of the Holy Spirit in the presence of God. And you'll start seeing supernatural stuff break out all around you. Does that answer your question? Awesome. Thanks, man. Yes, awesome. Yes, Thank you, awesome, bro. Man. Thank you for calling in. It's a pleasure, man. God bless you. Shalom. Take care. Okay. Next we have... Oh, someone just hung up. That was waiting. I apologize. Okay. Next we have Timothy. Um, he's loading in here, guys. Welcome, Timothy. Guys, if you join in and you're not calling in, there's a lot of numbers calling in. If you're not calling in, it's going to take a second to connect. You have to enable your microphone. You can't just call in and start talking. So if you're on here, you need... And share the stream, you guys. Help us out. But you need to enable your microphone. So Timothy, if you can... You just hit, need to hit allow microphone if you're on the Zoom app. I know some people are clicking the link and they're calling in from the Zoom app. You need to allow your microphone before you're able to talk. So I could see you, but you need to allow your microphone. If you're on your cell phone waiting, there's a bunch of people on the phone waiting. You can go ahead and do that and you don't need to worry about that. But Timothy, if you're on the Zoom app, you need to allow um, your mic. I'm going to give you guys like one minute to open up the mic and then I'm going to go to the next caller just because I don't want to wait too long for people to connect their mic. So Timothy, if you can hear me, go ahead and hit allow microphone, allow chat, and then we could, uh, um, yeah, you can wait. If you're on a cell phone, you're probably wait. There's, there's, there's a good amount of people waiting right now, and don't worry, I'll get to you. Timothy, try to call back once you've enabled your microphone. I'm going to go to the next person here for the sake of time. Um, next joining us is Melissa. She's connecting right now. Melissa, you just need to hit your microphone as you join in here, and it'll, uh, it'll load us right up. Melissa, if you can hear me, just go ahead and allow your microphone. I should have said this in the very beginning to people. I know they're joining in from the link, and uh, you, have to ha you have to hit allow microphone here. Bear with us, guys. Our first time doing this, so we're learning. I may next time just do cell phones, only because if we do just call-ins, we don't have to worry about enabling the microphone. Okay, Melissa just disconnected there. Um, Isabel Newman, you're joining in now. Isabel Newman, if you can hear me, how are you doing tonight? All right, here we go. Bear with us, guys. Okay, how are you, Isabel? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. <laughs> awesome. Where are you watching from? 
from San Antonio, Texas. Awesome. Welcome from Texas. What was your question tonight? So my question is, um, all right, so it's kind of an ongoing debate between myself and somebody else, but when you cast out demons, okay, the person that you cast the demon out, out of, they have to be a willing vessel, correct? Yes. Because if you do that and you cast them out without them wanting it, you torment them. Is that right? So if you're casting demons out of somebody that doesn't want to get delivered, number one, it's extremely hard to cast the demons out of them. Number two, if they say, yeah, I want to get delivered just because I want to get set free for whatever reason, you know, it's frustrating me or I'm having nightmares or whatever it is. A lot of times the person goes right back to that sin and the demons come back seven times worse. And so this is why we right. only do deliverance on people that want to get deliverance and that want to serve God. We can't force deliverance. I know most of these questions, guys, and I'm okay with it, are going to be on deliverance. That's what people are curious for. But a lot of times if you're casting a demon out, it needs to be someone that wants it. This is why I don't do deliverance on the street. Well, people say, well, Jesus did, right. but understand the people that came to Jesus were wanting deliverance. They were seeking deliverance. They were wanting to be set yeah. free. If you don't, if they don't want it, you have no legal right to cast the demon out of them. I've had, I've <laughs> had hundreds of situations where the demons are like, the person wants me to be here that I don't have to leave. And so they have a legal right to be there and you have no legal right to cast it out if they've given the demon legal right. So yeah, absolutely. The demons, you know, they, the person needs to want to get deliverance. They need to want to be set free. If you're going to drive the demon out of them. And they need to want to serve Amen. God because if you Thank cast you demons out of somebody that doesn't, you know, want it and goes right back to the world, it's going to come back worse. As you said, it's going to torment them. Right. Thank you. And one more thing. Yes. Okay. It's, I have, I have a lot of nightmares. Okay. And I know that when it doesn't align with the word of God, that it's not of God, but some of these things that I have, they're like, okay, I've had a hard life, I guess you could say. So in this, I believe that my dreams are like visions, like I'm being shown things, but in a different format, because I guess of where I've been in my life, is that, is that possible? So a or lot, would it be strictly the devil? I get what you're saying. You're basically saying that you'll see certain things that might be like bad or, you know, sinful from your past. And, you, and is, are you asking like, is God speaking you through those? Right. Like, so, okay. Like I'll see somebody in my dream and they look contorted. I don't mean like all crazy contorted, but like maybe their arm or something and around them, they have like static around them, like a, like a static. And usually what that means to me is darkness from drugs. Mm. And I'm wondering, but it doesn't, at first it scared me horribly. Okay. Like I would be ah, freaked out. And then I would also, I guess, what do they call it? Astral plane. I'm not sure if that, Astral but project. I go like into this third person or whatever on the top and I'm watching. Okay. And I see, but I can't speak, you know, like, I don't know, but is that of the devil? So it's, it's not the Bible talks about visions, trances, and dreams. Paul talked about somebody that he knew that went was had an out-of-body experience. He says, I don't know if I was in the body or not. So that would be like a trance. We know Peter went into a trance right. in the book of Acts. And so a lot of times when you go into a trance or a vision, you don't know if you're in your body or not. One thing that could happen, now astral projecting, someone like that's demonic. That's the way that the... Um, you know, Satanists astro project. Like we heard John Ramirez on the show. He shared about astro projecting. 
but in the kingdom you can have trances you can go into the spirit realm i've been in the second heaven before in the spirit and god will bring you up into the supernatural realm i would say when you're waking up if you're feeling darkness if you're feeling negative if you're feeling you know dirty it's not from god encounters with god will never have you feeling dirty they'll never have you now you might be afraid in the natural because you see something scary that doesn't mean it's not from god but you're not going to feel that darkness i've had attacks obviously at night i've had many attacks at night and i'll wake up feeling you know soaking wet and scared like there's darkness in the room almost and that's how right. i know well that's not a dream from god like if i'm getting attacked by demons and you might say well is that from god and me you just fighting no no it's a demonic attack i could feel it when i wake up so i always tell people how do you feel when you came out of the trance the vision or the dream and that will usually determine what spirit it comes from because obviously the holy spirit's not the only spirit that could give you dreams demonic spirits could also infiltrate you at night and so um i would say however you feel would be based off you know and then ask the holy spirit what was this and and listen for that still small yeah. voice Right. But as far okay. as like seeing, I, I thought you were saying like, if you're seeing like naked images or you're seeing like stuff from the past, right? Like sinful things, the Holy Spirit won't show you those things. The Holy Spirit never well, tempts us. And so if you're seeing images like that, it's definitely not from the Holy Spirit. Because what happens is it, uh, it ends up aligning with the actual, like all, so I'll go through a vision. I can't, it's a lot of details, but I'll go through a so-called dream of that's crazy and wild or right or whatever. And then I go to the Bible and all of a sudden, what occurred in there is what, a, like, the Bible will be talking to me as to, and I'm only thinking that it's got to be the Holy Spirit leading me, but just the way I see things, often people will be like, that's, that's from the devil, and I'm like, but it doesn't. No, it's probably not. It's probably like part that. of the distinguishing of spirits. We did a video on that as well. That's part of the gift is being able to see, feel, sense. Um, oftentimes, I've had times where I'm praying for somebody and literally I'll start getting the most dirty images in my mind And I, as I'm praying for them. And what it is is I'm picking up on the fact that they have a spirit of lust. Right. I'm distinguishing that spirit. So it's not that the Holy Spirit's giving me dirty images. It's that I'm discerning discerning distinguishing there is a spirit of lust in the person i'm discerning that in the spirit and so you're getting almost like the symptoms of it or i'll pray for somebody and you start feeling like a cloud or depression or confusion or i'll pray for someone and i feel confused all of a sudden well that's a spirit of confusion and i'm using that for the gift of distinguishing of spirits so that that might be one yeah. of the ways your gift is functioning thank you awesome. thank you for for the for the help that helps and and you know if you could just i mean pray for me on the side when you get a chance absolutely you know, just that I have the right mindset, that I'm kingdom minded, you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, absolutely. So that I understand how to use these things in the proper way to glorify the Father. Amen. Amen. Thank Bless you. you, Isabel. We'll talk soon. Bless you too. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller is Ashley. How are you doing, Ashley? Let me know where you're watching from. I see that you've already, you got your microphone working and everything. So um, you can start talking now. You might just have to unmute yourself. Let me ask her to unmute. She came in. I'm trying to load people in sooner so that there's not such a long delay in between people. But let me see if uh, if I can get her. I'm going to take a phone caller here in a second as well. Ashley F., how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Where are you watching from? Oh, wow. This is crazy. Uh, I'm watching from Cleveland, Ohio. Awesome. Yeah, you're, li you're live on the air. Um, what, could, uh, what question did you have tonight? Okay. Um... It's not really about deliverance, but it's more or less about, I, I'm a fairly new Christian. I, I was baptized um, at church about two years ago, and um, I've been trying to do things to get me closer to God. My issue is, is I really can't hear God, feel God, um, 
you know, I, I don't know if I'm not getting into his word deep enough, but like when I pray, I feel like my prayers aren't being answered. And when I, when I got baptized in church, I was able to praise and worship and things like that. And then all of a sudden I came back to church the next week and it was almost like my voice was muffled. Like, Mm. um, I couldn't, I couldn't show like the outward expression of my praise that I was trying to give. (laughs) And then right around that time I had this dream and it scared me half to death. I woke up crying and it was a dream about like a Python and it was literally choking the life out of me. Mm. And I had read about, um, the Leviathan spirit. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. And literally in my dream, I kept saying, um, leave. And I kept saying in Jesus's name, And every time I said in Jesus's name, it would back off, but it wouldn't completely leave. And um, my question is, I guess, is, is that something I should be worried about? The spirit that, because this has happened a few times where I've literally woke up and I can't breathe. And it's literally like visioned in my dream of uh, some kind of serpent, like choking me out. And the fact that I really couldn't breathe, I'm just wondering, is this? Um, yeah, so it sounds like it's, it could be like the spirit of Leviathan or the, just the spirit of the snake. I've dealt with a, a spirit that was literally just the snake spirit, and it was constricting the person. A lot of times that spirit will get around the mind. It'll cause confusion. It'll cause anxiety. It'll cause depression. It'll cause like unnecessary fear, anxiety attacks I've seen it cause. And so you may be dealing with a demonic spirit, but let me talk to the other side rather than just the demonic spirit side of it because we could say everything's a demon and, and it may, may very well, but you need deliverance. I think a lot more people need deliverance than they think, but let me just say this a lot of times the reason why people aren't hearing from god is because they don't recognize how his voice sounds a lot of people are waiting for this hurricane or this fire or this tornado or this voice from heaven but oftentimes the way the lord speaks is the still small voice one of the reasons why we have a hard time hearing the voice of god is because there's so many noises in our life there's so many other voices so many distractions that are in our life i remember um ashley when i got saved and giving getting rid of my tv getting rid of my video games getting rid of my music i literally got rid of everything because i was so afraid of not being able to hear god i was so afraid of losing that passion that desire that fire that i got at the altar and so one of the things is not that god's not speaking to you because i i would i'm telling you god's speaking to you it's that there's so many so much noise in our house in our room in our family that we can't hear him so here's what i would tell you to do take a couple days or a week unplug from social media unplug from you know netflix unplug from all the things that we spend our day on which i'm not saying are sinful or wrong but i would say unplug from a lot of things and and start making your life quieter and what i mean by that is so many times our life is so loud with so many distractions and so when you start quieting down your life you'll hear god if god's a whisper and netflix and instagram and facebook and hulu and our boss and our job and our kids and our and everything going on is yelling then it's hard to hear god when he's whispering so one thing is there's too much noise the second thing is and I'll, I'll answer this quick is there's distance between us and God. God does not distance himself from us. The Bible says sin separates us from God. So start looking at your life, seeing if there's anything in there of compromise of sin that would be causing space between you and God. If you're sitting next to me and whispering, I don't have a hard time hearing you. But if you're in the back of the room whispering, I have a hard time hearing you. So sometimes distance is what causes us not to be able to hear God properly. And so I would say, get make sure there's nothing, you know, take a little bit of a detox off of everything going on in your life. 
get along with God, get in the secret place, spend some time hearing him, listen to him. And then don't think like, well, because he's not speaking to me this way or that way, he's not speaking to me. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. And the Bible says, blessed are those that don't experience, but still believe. And so it's not that we see it to believe it. We believe it. And then we see it. So we walk by faith. Some of the most powerful encounters, I'll I'll end with this, Ashley, that I've ever had. I didn't feel anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. And so don't feel like, oh man, I'm not hearing or seeing. I'm not hearing God. Just believe, have faith and believe that God is speaking to you. Okay. And as well, the snake thing, I would seek deliverance for that as well. If you're having that snake, there's probably Leviathan, a python, or snake spirit. And I would just go ahead and seek out deliverance or have some Christian friends um, come around and lay hands of you and start calling that spirit out and let the Holy Spirit lead it and let the Holy Spirit deliver you. Yeah, because the church that I go through, I've never heard anything that mentioned about deliverance. Yeah, um, unfortunately, that's most churches. I feel like I might be in the wrong spot in order to try to get something like that to happen. But yeah. I am in a women's group from church and um, it has been helping me. So maybe, and, and she does lay hands on people. Yeah. So well, I just ask her, say, Hey, call right these, now. you tell, tell her this, say, look, this is what I'm going through. Would you just pray and start binding these things? And she might not even know what she's doing, but I'm telling you, the Holy spirit will lead her and teach her to get you set free. God will put the right people okay. around you to get you set free. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. So much. You're welcome. Take care. You too. All right, we're bringing in Rochelle Tyson next. Rochelle Tyson, how are you doing tonight? Hi. Where are you watching from? I'm from Zoom. I'm on Zoom. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Hi. Awesome. Where are you located? California. Oh, awesome. Awesome. What was your question tonight? Um, my question is basically, I want to know, um, I've, I've been saved for a, a long time and I've been dealing with spiritual warfare for a, a, a long time. And what you guys are talking about is right. Like a lot of churches don't talk about this. So I've had to go to through YouTube to, you know, try to find yeah. help in these areas. But I want to know how do I get to the root of the warfare? Because I pray, I fast, and then I see the the attacks and it it's coming like from all different directions and i i don't want to say that i'm praying amiss but it's just i want to know how do i get to the actual roots of the problem of the situation so that i feel like i have i guess for lack of better words more control over the situation or i just because it's, it's overwhelming because the attacks are coming from so many different areas and i'm i'm going through the family line trying to you know repent of family sins and things like that but it's like always an attack coming a counter attack coming and i'm just i'm i'm getting overwhelmed um, I'm, 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 it's yeah just, it's, so, it's very tiring so yeah when it comes to deliverance a lot of times there'll be different prince demons or strongmen that are assigned to different areas of our life so one might be assigned to our mind and that might have like under anxiety stress fear different things the other one might have you know be over our body and that would be sickness migraines headaches cancer whatever it could be so demons are over different areas what i would say to do is is ask the lord to reveal the strong man and then bind the strong man i did a teaching on that this last week um but that's definitely the first way to start you know you can't jesus basically says you can't just go in and start trying to tackle a situation if the strong man's still not bound because you'll be fighting like you feel you're tired you're exhausted I feel like I'm on a treadmill I feel like I'm always being attacked so you need to whatever the situation is whether it's a marriage whether it's a family member whether it's a deliverance whether it's a church you need to ask God to reveal the strong man and God will reveal to you what is the chief what is the strong man and start by binding that and then everything else under will start you know you'll start being able to deal with it in your life but I would start by asking the Lord to reveal the strong man the root the strong man is basically what you just asked the root cause um if it's generational and you can break it 
But if it's like a deliverance thing, then you might need to get deliverance over that area. Yeah, but that only comes through prayer, through fasting. You know, you may want to do a fast and say, okay, Lord, I'm fasting for you to reveal this. Like, let the Lord know what you're doing, why you're fasting, and God will, you know, reward you in that area. It's the same with giving. It's the same with prayer. Like, you have to have a target. When, you know, the Bible, the word sin means to miss the target. So when we're praying and we're calling out to God, we need to have a target in our prayer, in our call, and let the Holy Spirit, you know, lead us and guide us in that. So just try to be more specific, I would say, in your prayers, and then do like a dedicated two to three day fast and say, Lord, this is what I'm fasting for, and and really ask God specifically for breakthrough in that area. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've definitely been praying and fasting, but I'll definitely uh, will do it more so on a specific area so that I'm not just going in different, different, different plants or just different areas, just going back and forth, but targeting it on, on one thing and then going to the next. Hopefully that'll help. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rochelle, for calling in. Thank you. Bless you. Bye-bye. Okay, so guys, I'm gonna take one Zoom call, then one phone number, and I'm gonna I'm gonna um, go back and forth because it's putting all the Zoom calls on top. So let me start taking phone calls here. Um, let me see if I get the person in. How are you doing tonight? Welcome to the show. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can hear you. Thank you for waiting on hold. Where are you um, calling in from? I'm calling in from Ottawa, Canada. Awesome. Welcome from Canada. What was your question tonight? Wow. Oh. Um, my question is essentially on, um, soulish demons. Um, one thing that I have been trying to do is fast and pray and keep myself on fire. Um, I've been listening to so much of your sermons and like so much revelation comes, but I still feel like there's just certain things in me that like wants to come up. So I just wanted specifics um, or just any like um, notes on exactly how to fight um, soulish demons so I can be spiritually led. Now, have you gone through a deliverance before? Um, I've gone through multiple deliverances this year. The okay. most recent deliverance was last month. And, um, like that broke me through to another level mm. to go deeper in God. But yet I'm still feeling like it's almost like I don't really want to pray, but yet I'm trying to discipline myself or like, um, I'm still fighting just different things in my mind. So, yeah. So some people do receive, not that you did, because I don't know your full situation. Some people do receive partial deliverance. And so you're going to have some residuals because you might, have, you might have received a partial deliverance. There might be stuff there. You know, you can cast out 10 demons and there still be 10 other demons and you got deliverance, but you didn't get fully delivered. And some deliverances and t do take time. They do take a month, a two month, three months. And there is a process that God brings you through in deliverance. But I will say this. A lot of people don't realize that there is a battle with the flesh. Like Paul tells us every time, this is what Paul says, every time I want to do something right, I do something wrong. And then Paul describes that there was a war and it wasn't the enemy. I want you to hear me clear tonight. It wasn't the enemy. It was the inner me that Paul was fighting. And so we do talk a lot about spiritual warfare. I'm I'm the biggest believer in deliverance. I've seen it happen. I'm a candidate for deliverance. I've watched God deliver people over and over and over again. But I'm also a believer that we're battling with the flesh, that our flesh is at war with God. It's an enemy of God. And so that's why Paul says you have to die daily. And even in my own life, I'll tell you there's days where I struggle to pray. I struggle to read. I struggle to do this, but I have to tell my flesh to shut up 
and I have to tell my flesh, I'm my spirit's driving, not my flesh, and kick the flesh in the in the in the back seat and let your spirit take over. There are some days like that. Now there are course days like I bet when you got delivered right after you're excited, you're passionate to worship, praise, and then it feels like it's fading. But you have to realize that a lot of times, prayer, reading, studying, these are mundane things. They're not always these mountaintop experiences. There are valley seasons, and so I always say, listen, even if I'm in the valley, I'm gonna praise like I'm on the mountaintop, so that when I'm on the mountaintop, you know, I'll praise. Even more and so I would just say to you put your flesh under subjection every day you get out of bed I want you to crucify your flesh I want you to say I'm killing my flesh today I'm laying it down and I'm choosing to praise I'm choosing to read my Bible not because I feel it I don't praise when I feel it I praise till I feel mm-hmm. it so there's days honestly I have to force myself to get in the word and I have to pray until something happens and I did a teaching this last week on breaking through the second heaven like your prayers are being hindered by demonic powers like we do have to pray and break through it's not just this easy thing of oh just pray for an hour like there's a there's warfare every time we get into prayer and so I would challenge you every day to die daily I would say I wish I could tell you it's easy it's not easy the Bible says the road is narrow and difficult if you're having a difficulty you're on the narrow road and a lot of Christians preach oh it's easy true Christianity is not easy there's no soldier in the army that says oh man it was just easy fighting in Iraq it's never easy to fight in war but it's worth it and so I would just say you know start really crucifying your flesh every day being intentional about it and realizing like there is a war with the flesh and you have to start telling your flesh what to do and not letting your flesh tell you what to do i'll leave you with this last thing jesus told the disciples your spirit is your flesh is weak but your spirit is willing in other words your flesh doesn't want to pray it doesn't want to read like jesus tells us it doesn't want to do these things so don't feel weird like i don't know why i don't want to pray like your flesh doesn't want to pray but jesus basically said deep down inside you there's a yes in you and so you have to find that yes and say i'm going to pray today i'm going to fast today and take it one day at a time don't worry about tomorrow the bible says for today has enough worry so just take it day by day Every day you get out of bed, the first prayer you need to pray is, I crucify my flesh today. I put it on the cross. I'm dead to self and do that every day. And I promise you, you're going to start seeing breakthrough. Now, you may need to go through some more deliverance. I can't, you know, I don't have time to speak on that when it comes to like what you were delivered from. But I would start by crucifying the flesh. If you're still dealing with these things after doing that, then there may be some stuff still like lingering that you need to deal with and get deliverance on. Okay, thank you so much. Awesome. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. God bless. Okay, we're going to take um, a Zoom call here. Dora Orozco, we're connecting you right now. You might have to hit your mic. Thank you so much for waiting. Uh, Dora, how are you doing tonight? I hope you can hear me clear. See, guys, I told you we are an hour into the live stream, and I don't want to tell you how many calls how we have right now. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm good, Isaiah. Thank you for taking my call. Awesome. And where are you from? I'm from Guatemala, but I live in Nashville. Oh, awesome. From Guatemala. Praise the Lord. Um, What was your yes. uh, question tonight? Okay. So my question is, we were doing deliverance on somebody about two weeks ago. Okay. And um, they didn't get delivered at the end. But the person in charge said, you know, we can just believe by faith that they are going to get delivered and they let them go. Okay. Um, so my question is, I know in the Bible, there's this, uh, a story where Jesus prayed for the 10 and as they went, they got healed. Yes. So could we claim that over somebody's deliverance? So you can, you know, I always teach God's sovereign. God can do whatever he wants. He can deliver people at night. He can deliver people, you know, 
when they're taking a shower he could deliver people in the car he could deliver people through laying on hands the biblical way is that do people deliver people that's the biblical way you know there is also self-deliverance and stuff but the biblical way we do deliverance is one person cast a demon out of another person that's the way jesus did it and that's the way he teaches us to do it now that being said there's many reasons why and i actually did a video i'll keep pointing back to the videos on stubborn demons i don't know if you got the chance to see that and i gave 10 reasons or i'm sorry seven reasons why people don't get delivered like you get to the end of the two hours or whatever it is and they just don't get delivered and i give a lot of reasons why that could have been the situation that could have been the case but i would say this a lot of times deliverance does happen in the deliverance meeting it gets tiring gets frustrating and there are days where you just the person just doesn't get delivered for whatever reason there is a chance they can get delivered and you know by faith what i don't like to do is i don't like to say at the end of a deliverance like well we're just going to believe you got delivered you know what i mean it's like almost like a cop-out to them not actually getting delivered so i always say like assumption is not faith so for us to like assume like oh you got free just believe it that's not faith faith is action faith is evidence you know the substance things hope for the evidence of that which is not seen and so it's not does it does a disservice when we tell people you've been delivered when they're not delivered and the reason is is because they think they're delivered and they never go out and seek deliverance again because they think well i was already delivered um so i would say there's only two there's only two outcomes in the deliverance like either the person gets delivered or they don't and there's only two reasons why number one is the deliverance ministry was unequipped and didn't have a battle plan like i, I talked about in the video or the person wasn't in the right place or ready to get delivered now i've been in deliverances that went six to seven hours some because there was 70 demons others because the person wasn't ready to get delivered does that make sense and so one person it just took a long time because they had a lifetime of demonic things the other person was they weren't ready and there was no way to get for them to get free that day and so i bless them i say look you didn't get free today you know you need to work on these areas you need to deal with unforgiveness which is usually what it is you need to get these doors closed and then we'll pray again when you're ready but i'm not going to sit and wrestle with you for eight hours when you didn't come ready to get delivered and i'm more desperate than you you know i don't work with people that aren't desperate i don't work with people that don't want it so i don't know the situation for that but I would, I would definitely say, um, I, I'm very leery on telling people like, well, let's just believe that you got delivered. You know what I mean? When right. they probably weren't ready. I'll straight up tell people like, Hey, there was still unforgiveness in your heart. There was still bitterness. There's still an open door or, you know, there's a reason why the demons aren't leaving. Okay. I hope that, that answers sense. your question. It does. Thank you. Awesome. Praise God. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Thank okay. We're going to take another phone caller here. Welcome to the show. What is your name and where are you watching from? Hello? How you doing? Hey, doing good, sir. Good. What was your name and where are you watching from? Hey, my name is Josh and uh, I'm from Savannah, Georgia. Josh from Georgia. How's it going, bro? What was your question tonight? Yeah, uh, we just, uh, I, I'm part of a group and we uh, like to deliver people all the time. Awesome. And uh, anyway, we, we cast a demon out and uh, there was a, uh, this woman had a necklace and anyway, she left it at the house, and my wife and I, we both got, like, attacked mm. really bad, like, physically and all this. So we went, pray, we, like, prayed on each other. We said, leave. It left, and all of our symptoms went away. You know, I, like, didn't even sleep that night. Uh, got rid of the gym. Anyway, so we were talking with a group. We're trying to figure out, should we be leery of doing group deliverances? Because there's some people that say, hey... I don't want my kids getting a demon in them or so that's like one question. And the other one is, do we need to worry about items that the person leaves behind at your house or 
stuff like that when yeah. they get delivered. So for I'll answer the item one first. Some people teach that items can't be cursed. That's a hundred percent wrong. Items can be cursed. Uh, if you look at Deuteronomy seven twenty six, it says, "Do not bring detestable things into your house." One version says, "Objects of worship in your home," and then it says, "Like it." your home will be set apart for destruction. Regard it as vile and utterly detest it for it is set apart for destruction. So basically what the Bible's saying is there's items, you know, these could be idols, gems would be an idol, right? And different witchcraft things, rings, necklaces, things that have been accursed. And the Bible says if you bring them in their home, the curse that is on them will come over your home if you keep them in your home. So you dealt with that. You experienced that. So absolutely, I always pray in deliverance. And if a demon doesn't leave or a curse doesn't leave, I always ask, is there an accursed item that's attached to it? And I've had people that have had necklaces. I've had people that had Christian items that were that were a curse that they got from other countries. So like dream catchers, Ouija boards, witchcraft books, witchcraft DVDs. In fact, I'll just say this. You know, this is a good teaching moment for the chat. If you're struggling with breakthrough, if you're having demonic attacks, if you're hearing voices at night, if, you, if you're hearing things walk around, demons opening and closing doors, demons moving your bed, you need to cleanse your house. You need to search your house and find, is there any accursed items in my house? And if there is, you need to get rid of them. Like, get rid of them. Like, throw them in the trash, you know, um, burn them. Burning them is a great thing. Do whatever you have to do. The Bible talks about how they burn their witchcraft books. So, you know, burning stuff is, is biblical. So, yeah, be careful with that. The moment you find out something is a curse and the Holy Spirit will tell you, get rid of it, burn it, throw it away, do whatever you have to do. Now, I've had a lot of stories of people saying, well, I threw the gym away, the Ouija board, the ring, and the next morning it was at my doorstep or the next morning it was in a drawer. Like, I've heard that happen over and over and over again. So that's why I'm saying it's better just to burn it, which is why I think they burn the witchcraft books in the book of Acts. And so, yeah, I would burn that. And then two... I would not worry about doing it in a group setting because the way I teach deliverance is you cast the demon out and you command it to go to the pit or the abyss, which are the same things. So you're commanding it to go somewhere. Like if we cast demons out of people and don't command them to go somewhere, we're just putting them back in circulation. If you take a fake dollar bill to the bank, they don't say thank you and then put it back in the drawer. They they bur- they tear it up. They get rid of it, right? So we're, t- we're trying to take the demons out of circulation. So when you're doing deliverances, you want to make sure you're commanding the demon to go to the pit, to go to the abyss, and so it's not recirculating. And the reality is this. Demons cannot just jump on you. Like, they have to have an open door. So yes, if there's somebody in deliverance, there's an open door, then they shouldn't be really in the deliverance. Um, we need to be very careful with that as well. Does that answer what you're asking? Yes, it did, man. I really appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you, bro. Take care. Have a good night. You too. Awesome. God bless. Okay, let's take our next caller here. Um, Paris Houston, we're connecting you here. Praise God. Thank you all for being active in the chat. Thank you all for sharing. We've been at over 700 people most of the stream. So I was thinking like 200 people, 300 would be awesome. So I'm glad you guys are tuning in. I know we're almost already in an hour and we've taken like, I don't know, eight or nine calls. How are you doing, Paris? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you good. Where are you watching from tonight? Hey, I'm calling from uh, Texas. Awesome. From Texas. Cool. What was your question tonight, Paris? Uh, yes, I had a, a information of a, another uh, deliverance uh, minister I follow. His name is Dan Duvall. I've commented on your <clears throat> in your life before, and I, I understand there's, you told me there's thousands of comments coming at you, but I wonder if you had any information on him. He is actually from Texas as well. If you know his name, if you had any information, he's, I want to say he's just as good as, as uh, I almost said your name. Um, who's the other video people you have in your videos uh, from New York? Uh, Alexander Pagani. Ex- Alexander Pagani. Yes. I've, I've, um, he was on uh, a talk podcast. With him, but basically um, 
I don't know if you if you had any. It's basically about deliverance to the question I'm getting. It's more about have you had any information of people who are victims of, of SRA, which if your listeners don't know what that is, satanic ritual abuse, people who um, maybe have autism as well and their stories like um, I don't know, it might be a shock for some of your listeners who aren't ready for this, but some of them are really intense. I, I would say it is a it is a trigger warning if you do look up Dan Duvall or anything like it's the stories. And I don't know if you have information about that, but the, so most of the ritual abuses is close to what. Um, uh, no, go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. No, no, no. So yeah, I don't I don't know him personally. I haven't heard his name before. I know you know there's so many people out there. Praise God that there's more you know deliverance people. I love when I hear people say this pastor does deliverance and teaches on it because it's encouraging, right? I'm like, man, more. We need we need a thousand people to be teaching. We need ten thousand yes, people to be teaching. Yes. There is. I have I have dealt with ritual abuse before in deliverances. It's definitely a real thing. Um, you know, some a lot of people. Actually, in fact, I was listening to a teaching today on it. But a lot of people are dedicated as a child. There's rituals. There's human sacrifices and things like that. And so there's a lot of people that do go through that that's a massive open door and you know some people a lot of people still need deliverance from that are still in that world in that realm and it's not easy to deal with it's not a, usually a casual case that's usually what, what i call like a hard deliverance where it's going to take a couple days and there's going to be a lot of stuff that they have to work through but yeah i've definitely mm-hmm. heard of that it's, it's a serious thing it's no joke okay good good and i have one more question if you still have time i know you yeah, kind of go for you're, it. you're giving plenty you're giving plenty of your callers a good time but also, just just more about how you I've heard um, Alexander Pagani mention about um, left hand and right right hand uh, powers connection when you're it's about being able to protect yourself. And obviously, of course, we're going to have the Holy Spirit on us when we're doing this. But I am I'm just getting new to it. I, I've I've definitely had the Holy Spirit on me at times. So many times of how you're saying you need to just don't don't wait till you're feeling it you need to build yourself up to feel it and i love that but just just any motivation and and, uh anything give me on that standpoint of seeing a lot of people who are wanting deliverance but i'm yet i have that spirit of fear i guess you can say trying to attack me and not wanting me to do it when i know this person's ready or or it's mostly me not ready to talk about it so okay so here's the thing about deliverance you just have to do it. I mean, you can't. I started doing deliverance a couple of days after being saved, and the lady was a prostitute that came to our house. I had no clue who she was. I had no clue what I was doing. I'd be embarrassed if you guys saw a video of my first deliverance, but the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to show you how to do this. And so a lot of times we wait and we wait and we wait. We're like the man at the pool waiting for something to happen, waiting for someone to stir us, and we get all the teachings, but there's days where you just have to go for it. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will disciple you. You know, all these big churches are like, what discipleship program should I use? I'm like, the Holy Ghost is the discipler, is the teacher. And when we discredit that and we start belittling that, you know, and now we have to have this teaching, this teaching, this teaching, we lose room for the Holy Spirit to teach us. So I would say to you, go for it. Like, hear me loud and clear tonight. Just start doing deliverance. Whoever's willing to get prayer, whoever's willing to get deliverance. I don't care if it's a couple people from the church. I don't care if it's a family member. You need to start somewhere. And the only way to get better at anything, including deliverance, is by practicing. And you know, the Bible says to exercise your gift. And so we have to, and not that deliverance is a gift, but the Bible does say you need to exercise it. So we do need to exercise it. You know, Jesus sent the 70 out to go cast out demons. He didn't enlist them in a four-year Bible college. He didn't send them through a six-week training seminar. He literally sent them out to cast out demons, and they went and did it, and it worked. So Peter Amen. had the Holy Ghost for 15 minutes, and 3,000 got saved. He didn't go to Bible college. I did four years in Bible college. Praise the Lord, but it's not a prerequisite to the moving in the Spirit. So I would just say to you, man, just go for it. All right. Thank awesome, you, bro. Take care. Good talking to you. No worries. Take care, bro. Bye-bye. Awesome. All right, we're going to take a phone caller here. Four-year Bible college. He didn't send them Welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? 
How are you? I'm good. What was your name and where are you watching from? Suzanne from Florida. Awesome. You might have to mute my video. I can hear it in the um, audio in the background. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm just going to. Okay, cool. I'm just going to go to another room. There we go. Okay, awesome. From Florida, welcome tonight. What was your question? So going back to the guy that spoke about the gem of people bringing gems in the house and then the the bad things happen, does that include people, like people that you know, um, people who've done witchcraft to them and you allow them in the house? Are you allowing the enemy to attack you in your home? So if somebody's doing witchcraft in your home, absolutely. You know, no, not in my home, to the person, to that person that I allow in my home. Oh, so you're saying if somebody's in your home that has like demons? Yes. So no, it's not an it's not an open door if somebody has demons for you if you're allowing them in your home, but you do need to know that demons dwell around evil things, you know, and so you are going to probably deal with some supernatural activity in your home if there's people there that are let's just say bringing in spirits from the street, from where they're partying or wherever they are going. If they're unbelievers, a lot of times they're bringing in those things. So you may experience some residual effects of the fact that they're bringing in, you know, spirits with them from wherever they're coming from. But it's not a legal right for a demon to come into you or to, to impact you. But you may, you may sense them in your home, you know, because if the person's there and the demons are dwell in evil places or in evil people, and evil being not like, oh man, you're evil, but you know, non-believer, someone that's opened the door to the demonic. Okay. I just have one more question. Yep. And it's a piggyback again. You spoke about the second heaven and um, you know, sometimes we constantly pray for things and it doesn't come to pass. But now I know it's stuck in the second heaven. Do we repray those prayers? Like, do we continue to pray about those things? Absolutely. So one of the ways Jesus tells us we get our prayer answered is by bugging him. I mean, think about this. That if you look at the parable of bugging the judge, the Bible says the judge answers the woman's request because she would not stop bugging him. If you look at the parable of the man at midnight, which is when Jesus was teaching the disciples prayer, he said, I'm going to give you the bread, not because we're friends, but because of your shameless persistence. So the more you pray, like when you're, especially when you're doing uh, warfare prayers and angels are being released, your prayers, like Daniel prayed for 21 days. And as Daniel's praying, it's fueling that angel to fight for you. So the more prayer, the better. I always tell people, if you want a family member saved, put a bullseye on them, put your reticle on them and target them in prayer, target them in the spirit. And they're only going to be able to run for so long once you put a target on them. But at the same time, we can't expect God to break our family out, break our friends out and heal people and deliver people if we're not praying for them. So you definitely, I would definitely target them in prayer. My prayer for unbelievers, family of mine is unblind their mind, right? Bind the strong man, unblind their mind. The Bible says the devil blinds the mind of unbelievers. And so you need to pray that God would unblind and take the blindfold off them they would be open to the gospel um because you know when people are in darkness they don't know they're in darkness that's why it's called the kingdom of darkness so no one says like oh yeah i'm in satan's kingdom unless they're willfully obviously in satanism but most people don't know they're in the kingdom of darkness and so we need to pray the blinders off but absolutely keep praying and keep doing warfare and, and god will break through okay thank you so much you're welcome god bless you thank you bye Okay, we're going to take, and thank you all of you that are waiting. I'm not going to tell you guys how many people are waiting right now, but because I don't want to freak you guys out, but thank you guys for all of you that are waiting in the waiting room and in the call and having, you know, the little music, elevator music going on, like you're waiting to pay your car bill or something. Our next caller is Carmen. Carmen, you're in the room. You just have to turn on your microphone. So once you get that on, we could start chatting here. Thank you everyone that's still in the chat. Thank you everyone watching. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that we've stayed with this amount of people the whole time. God is good. 
Carmen, um, go ahead and hit allow audio if you can on your phone on the app, and you should be able to be able to hear me. Oh, I just heard you, Carmen. Just click that one more time. I'm hearing you a little bit, but you're cutting out. We're going to give her a minute here. This is going really well. Thank you so much, Rochelle. It's been good. I feel bad because when people, they don't have their audio connected, I feel bad kicking them because they've been waiting so long. Uh, Carmen, you just got to hit allow audio if you're on your computer. Should be the bottom left of your screen. I know people, everyone said they're waiting to pay their phone bill. I know people are calling in from Zoom and calling in. I think maybe next time I'm just going to do the phone number because it's too hard to wait for people to enable. Carmen, if you can get your thing working, call back. I'm going to take another caller here just for the sake of time. Should be the bottom left of your screen. Welcome to the show. You are our next caller. What is your name and where are you from? I know people are calling in from Zoom and calling in. I think maybe next time I'm just going to do the phone number. Hello? How are you? You might have to mute me. I can hear myself in the background. Okay, great. There I'm you go. Leaving the room. Okay, perfect. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Good. What was your name and where are you calling from? Uh, Erna, I'm calling from Fort Worth, Texas. Awesome. And more Texas. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I may be doing an event in January in Texas, so stay tuned. Um, but yeah, what was your question oh, awesome. tonight? Okay. Um, I've got a multiple generation household, and I've got a sister that is retarded, but I'm dealing with like, um, like a, she's at a, maybe a third grade, maybe teenage rebellious phase. So there's a lot of, you know, like, spirits that come along with that how do you do deliverance on somebody in that type of situation like retarded so honestly if there's somebody that's mentally not able to comprehend what's going on you just have to lay hands and start binding binding the spirits if it's a family member of yours the hard part is yes. that when people are bringing people to our services, there's a, it's a very sensitive when they're, you know, I've had people bring mentally challenged people to me and ask if they, I would pray healing over them, but they, they would detest the thought that it could be demonic. Right. And so I have a hard time cause I'm stepping on eggshells because I want to pray for them. But at the same time, like, I don't want to say like, well, it's a demonic thing there. Um, obviously there's a medical side of it where it can be medical. They do need healing, but if you've prayed healing and nothing's happened, I would absolutely pray deliverance and bind whatever it is that is there, right? Whatever the symptom is, where, whether the condition is, some people say, well, bipolar, schizophrenia, this or that, I would start by binding that. And you really do just have to lay hands and, and by force, you know, break that. It's like somebody that has a, a, a deaf and a mute spirit. Um, or deaf and dumb spirit like you can't tell them to renounce right you can't tell them to pray this you just have to really like brute force the demon and bind it and command it to leave and you have to do the breakthrough for them because they're not able to physically speak out or recognize it's the same thing with kids like you have a two-year-old the two-year-old doesn't know about renouncing the two-year-old doesn't know about any of that so you have to take authority over that and do the deliverance you can't wait for them to say this or say that or be in the right mindset and so god has grace and there's special rules i guess you'd say when it comes to people that are mentally challenged or people that are you know too young to understand and so i would if that if that was me it was a family member and those you know i have the ability to i would just start binding those things Okay, so just lay hands like a deliverance. I mean, she's willing, she wants to, but then she doesn't have the capacity to, you know, it's like falls back into that. Yes. She just goes off in flesh. And I've got a two-year-old and a 12-year-old as well, so I could see some of those spirits trying to get on them. I mean, it's just you feel it in the house. We're Absolutely. constantly anointing the house. 
So, so yeah, I would, I would just like, literally if I was doing the deliverance, I would just, I wouldn't even worry about, like I said, if she could renounce awesome, if she could say, but if she can't even, she's not there mentally, the capacity wise, I would just start binding those things and calling those things out. And don't, don't like, I think a lot of people go into deliverance and they're like, I command the spirit of this. Like they're very nice about it. You know, there's nothing nice about wrestling or warfare. Like sometimes you do have to get violent in the sense of spiritually, you know, calling that thing out. Like you let that demon know this is not your home. This is how I would do. You are not her home. We call you out. We know you're there. Like the moment you start telling a demon, I know you're there. Boom. Their cover's blown. They start manifesting. Right. So you need to let that demon know, like, mm -hmm. I know you're there. I know you're afflicting this person. You have no right. This is a child of God. And you start speaking promises and breakthrough. Call that demon out and do do a deliverance like that there's different deliverances right like you don't need to do like i command like you need to get aggressive with it let her know ahead of time like listen i'm not yelling at you i'm not i'm telling those things that are afflicting you and be very clear to her before you pray like i'm yelling at the demons i'm calling out the demons i'm calling them out by name and it may take you saying the demon's name 10 to 15 times like people think you just call it out and it comes out no there's times where you have to keep saying it saying it until it finally will you know start at least talking to you or start coming out or honestly she may just start coughing up throwing up and it might just leave immediately so but i would definitely like you know roll up your sleeves if you know what i mean and just be kind of aggressive with it okay awesome Sounds god good. bless you take care thank you god bless you you're too. welcome god bless all right we're going to take another caller here all right, you are live on the air. How are you doing tonight? Doing great, amen. Thank you. I might, Hello? I, how are you? I might, if I'm on speaker, maybe try taking it off. You're a little bit echoey. Okay, let's there see. There we go. I hear you good now. Okay, amen. And what was your name and where are you from? Hi, I'm uh, Josie from Chicago. Josie from Chicago. Awesome. Josie, what was your question tonight? Okay, so my husband and I had built a home, and so we built the home, so nobody's lived there before but us, and like two years into, into us living there, um, we started realizing, uh, we started seeing a lot of demonic activity inside the home. Okay. And we were able to pin it to maybe a couple of people and who, uh, friends who had stayed over. And, but then after that, it just escalated. And so we had demonic manifestations up to the point to where we would see witches come in the house. Mm. And it was really bad for, for several years. And so we, I mean, we don't live there anymore. We, we left the home, but, um, my husband and I have been serving the Lord uh, for the whole time we've been together and we did everything we thought we knew how to do. And yet the demons and the witches wouldn't leave. Mm. And you're no longer living so, there. Is that correct? That's correct. We don't live there anymore. And, um, and we live in a house now that's a hundred years old, literally. And there's zero demonic manifestation here, but yet we had built our own home and we were the first ones there. We're godly people and something happened. So 
like I said earlier, what it sounds like is there could have been an accursed object that the demons had access to your home. You know, if you command them to leave, they have no access. But if there's still something there, like something, an accursed object, it could be. And you might say like, well, I didn't. But it's also as simple as a plate that some a missionary got you from Africa that has like an elephant on it, which I've actually dealt with that exact situation where somebody couldn't get delivered until they threw the plate away. I mean, literally, the demon told me like, I came from Africa. I don't even want to be here. I came all the way from Africa. And I was like, how did you get here? And the demon said well I was on a plate that the person got that they got given to them from a missionary it was a gift right so we had to get rid of the plate which I did another deliverance on a guy who had a necklace from Israel that had a prayer scroll in it and the demon was on the prayer scroll and so that's one reason why that demons have a legal right so it could have been when you move there there was something that you may have brought that you didn't know about could have been a plate could have been a ring could have been a necklace um or could have been a book a movie these are different things that demons could you know accursed objects idols that demons could dwell on uh, other than that i mean the only thing i could think of is maybe the property there was something done there i used to live next door to um you know a place where they buried a whole bunch of russian people it was a russian church and a historical monument and they buried a whole bunch of people under the building right so there could be places like that where it's the land there was something that happened at the land and that that was giving them a legal right um but i don't know i don't know what else it could be you know the exact situation those are just two things that i'm thinking that it could have possibly been okay and maybe that object right. got lost in your in your move you know what i mean you could have uh, left it somewhere and it's hard to tell sometimes without the inside of the Holy Spirit. Like most people would never pray like, Lord, reveal to me, is there anything in my house that is accursed or ha or has a demon to it? You know, most people don't pray these prayers. And so a, a lot of times we just live our lives subject to these things that we didn't realize were even in our house and we're giving a legal right to be there because demons can't go unless they have a legal right to be there. And so they dwell, a couple ways they dwell. One is they dwell on accursed objects. Another one is they dwell in places where evil things happen. So obviously that wasn't happening in your home. Now somebody could have brought something into your home and did something that invoked them there, but you should have been able to go in there and call them out. You know, and they would have had to leave if there was nothing attaching them there. Okay. All right. All right. Awesome. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. You're Thank welcome. You. God bless. So guys, when I answer the call, if you can, I know I do it quick, but if you can, just mute me if you're watching my stream, just so it doesn't echo back in. Um, we have Galaxy J, uh, J4, I think that's your phone name. I'm uh, accepting you in now. This is a Zoom call. Once you get in here, if you could allow microphone, that would be awesome. It says you're connecting. Galaxy uh, J4 is your Zoom name. If you could allow microphone, that'd be awesome. I'm going to give you guys like 30 seconds to turn your microphone on if you're in a Zoom, if you're calling in from Zoom, and then I'm going to go on to the next caller. And Ethan, I see you, bro. I got you next, Ethan Ortega. Uh, if you're Galaxy J4, I know people are, are going in the waiting room. They're putting their phone down because it is. Some people have already been waiting over an hour to get in the call. So I completely get it, guys. But if you can, um, if you can, there we go. If you can unmute yourself, Galaxy J4. I'm going to give you about 15 seconds here, and then I'm going to go to you, Ethan. There you go. How are you doing tonight? Hello, I'm doing good. Awesome. What Hello. was your name and where are you calling from? Oh, my name is John and from the Philippines. Awesome. Welcome, John, from the Philippines. What was your question tonight, John? But if you can. Yeah. If you can. Hello? How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Good. And what was your question tonight? Yeah, um, so hold on, I'm just going to mute myself. Perfect. 
Oh, my name is. Um, so my question is, um, I've well, I have been dealing with um, homosexuality for quite some time, and um, for the past two months, past two or three months, I have not had this um, dreams, you know, sexual dreams or um, you know, like um, dreams of um, masturbation or like porns that I have watched in the past. Um, well, maybe my question is, how should I maintain that, or is that only going to be a one-time deliverance, or you know, a, a, a deliverance for a lifetime? I just wanted to to ensure that I will not go back to that lifestyle anymore. Now, did you get deliverance already? You said. Yes, I I did. Um, that was um, uh, I think um three years ago. Okay. So what I would say was, and I'll, you know, just for the sake of time, I'll point you to a video I did if you haven't seen it called um, Keeping Demons Out, and that can be found on my YouTube okay. channel. And what that's going to do, yeah. John, is that's going to give you some strategies on literally how to keep doors closed. Because what you really want to focus on, you know, coming out of that lifestyle, getting delivered from the spirit of homosexuality is you want to make sure you keep those doors closed so that you don't open up to that, you know, that spirit trying to come back in you once again. Some of the basic things I go over in there is prayer, is fasting, is reading your word, crucifying the flesh every single day and really just making sure that you keep all those doors closed and you don't leave you know the bible talks yes. about not leaving any room from the enemy leaving any room for the enemy there's also practical john things you can do if you look at like what triggers you or what is causing you to watch pornography or what are you using to watch pornography a lot of times you like you need to get rid of that like if you're you know 11 o'clock at night and you're dealing with pornography it's like hey okay stop going on the internet past eight o'clock you know what i'm saying like sometimes it's just basic things and safeguards you need to do to be able yeah. to prevent yourself from opening those doors back up because the most common doors as you know are like pornography and masturbation these are different things that open door open the door to demonic spirits coming back into our lives right right let me pray Thank for you so john much. before i get you off here okay Yes, yes, okay. of course. Father, thank I just you. thank you so much for John. And Lord, I just feel a special anointing on his life. And John, I just want to speak over you because I just feel the Holy Spirit inspiring me that you will not go back to that lifestyle, that you are son of almighty God, that you've been set free. And I just speak over you that you are washed by the blood. I bind any shame. I bind any guilt. I bind any confusion or condemnation. I say you are son of almighty God. You've been called. You've been anointed. You've been assigned for such a time as this. I just rebuke any voice or confusion John that would try to speak to your mind and try to get you out of the will of God or try to come back any fear that those demons are going to come back we bind it now in Jesus name and John I just speak over you you are a man of God you've been anointed and called by God I speak freedom over you liberty over you fire of the Holy Ghost over you and I just speak right now blessing over you and I just pray Lord the anointing you've given me father I pray over John that you would give it to him tenfold in Jesus name wow, right now wow. bless John in Jesus name God I thank you that tonight you're activating the gift of prophecy you're activating the word of knowledge you're activating the discerning of spirits you're activating all those supernatural gifts that now is your time John step in your anointing step in your gifts that the Bible says he whom the sun sets free is free indeed that God has liberated you from the spirit of homosexuality you've been born again you're not going to be you're not you were not born that way you're born again a new creature in Christ all your old stuff has passed away and so we say every door is closed every hindrance is closed satan i break your curses and your assignments over him now in jesus name and i thank you lord for the freedom over john's life and that you've anointed him and called him and raised him up for such a time as this thank you thank you so awesome, much. awesome john thank you for calling in tonight uh, john i just want to say 
Yeah, go yeah, for it. I just want to say it. something first. Yeah. But um, thank you so much that, um, you know, I really felt it. I really felt the presence of God in this in our house. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, brother. Isaac. Okay, take care, thank John. You. We'll talk again, okay? Okay, take thank care, you. John. Bye. You're welcome. Take care. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Ethan, I'm connecting you now, bro. Let's get you on here. You just have to unmute your mic, Ethan, when you come in. How's it What's going, up, bro? bro? So my question, I'm doing good. Um, good. My question is regarding alcohol, because I have a friend who, he's not an alcoholic by any means, but he enjoys alcoholic beverages, I'd say. And whenever I talk to him using biblical references about, you know, be of a sober mind or else you're opening spiritual doors for things to come into your life, he always says, oh, well, Jesus had wine. I'm like, okay, but that's two totally different extremes. What scripture references should I use aside from, you know, the wine and stuff like that? What scripture references should I bring to him in order to discourage him from wanting to drink in order to get drunk? Because he stated to me and a couple of friends a couple of times that like, you know, oh, let me do this. I'm going to do this and I'm going to get drunk. I'm like, why? Why do you want to do that? Yeah. So Proverbs talks about how strong drink or alcoholic beverages is a better translation is not for kings and queens. And then Revelation says we are kings, queens, a royal priesthood. So there's already two verses that, you know, one says that this is not for that. And the Bible says we are that, you know, in God's kingdom, we have been called royalty. We've been called to be separated. We can go on about it's a terrible testimony. Paul says, look, if eating meat causes your brother to stumble, Paul says, I'm not going to eat meat then, right? Like if something I'm doing is causing someone to stumble, I'm not going to do it. So drinking absolutely will cause somebody to stumble. I think the question I always ask people is like, not what's right with it or not what's wrong with it, but what's right with it. So we know that drinking kills brain cells. We know that millions of people have died because of alcohol. Millions of people have died of liver failure. Millions of people have died in DUIs, right? So all alcohol does is promote death and destruction, which is why am I partnering with a spirit that is dealing with death and destruction? I want you to look up when we get off this call, Perry Stone, this is a video I always send people, does a teaching. Just type in Perry Stone, should Christians drink? And there's an incredible video that Perry Stone does giving verses and all the stuff you can talk to him about, about drinking. One thing I'll tell you about believers that think it's okay to drink is oftentimes getting in a debate with them is never fruitful. Like I've never talked out a believer and them like, wow, I didn't know that verse was there. I'm going to stop drinking. Cause you have to understand there's a spirit of addiction on the person, right? There's a spirit of compromise. There's a spirit there causing them to want to drink like no one on fire is like i really just want to go drink like i can't even imagine coming out of a revival meeting preaching the way i preach and then going to the bar and getting a drink yeah a lot of pastors do that it's unfathomable to me the very first thing god delivered me from was alcohol and so oftentimes i'll tell people why would god deliver me from something and then allow you to do it if god delivered me from it it's because it's demonic god doesn't deliver people from things that are not of the kingdom of darkness god doesn't deliver people from good things and also jesus never drank wine there's no verse in the bible that says Jesus drank wine. So I'll just say, um, go to that video, get, get that down. If he will be willing to talk to you about it and hear your verses, you may be able to, but for the most part, you're just going to have to pray for him that God would unblind his mind. You know, as I said, this Satan blinds the mind of unbelievers, not non-Christians, mm-hmm. unbelievers. And so I would pray that, um, the, bl- the blinders would come off of him and that God would set him yeah. free from that. Cause he really does need to get set free from that. I'll say this too, because I, I really don't know how to respond to this either, because I've used scripture with him before, but I can tell it's something else responding. Like, you know how demons Absolutely. can use scripture in order to stay oh, yeah. hidden. Yeah. What, what should I use in order, you know, when they respond with scripture, if I'm not 
keen with a scripture to respond with, what should I do then? So you, I think you're at the point when it comes to arguing, like I don't debate people, right? Like I don't debate scriptures and I'm, I'm mm. not being cocky here, but I'll run circles around a lot of people that try to debate me when it comes to like deliverance, healing, any of that, right? The thing is you're throwing your pearls to swine. Like swine, mm. pigs don't eat pearls. Pigs eat dirt and mud and junk and old meat and nasty, right? So you're throwing something to them that they're not capable or wanting to eat. So you're wasting your time. It's why Jesus never argued with the Pharisees. The Bible says he acted as though he didn't hear them. He completely ignored the religious people because he knew there was not going to be fruit from it. So with people like that, it's, it's, it's hard because I don't think you're ever going to win with those type of people. The only way you're going to win is in the spirit and you just need to target him in prayer, pray for him and pray that God would bring a deliverance, conviction and encounter. Other than that, I mean, getting in a scripture battle is usually never fruitful. Okay. All right, bro. Thank awesome. you. Well, Appreciate good talking you. To you, bro. We'll talk soon. You too. Thanks. All right. Take care. All right, guys. <laughs> I know that we're an hour and 40 minutes in. Oh man. Okay. So, you know, this is great tonight, guys. I'm enjoying this. Thank you for all of you that are watching and staying on. We're probably going to start doing these on Monday nights and just let it go because Tuesday nights, we're going to keep the podcast. This is not going to be replacing the podcast. I didn't honestly think we we're going to have this response. I didn't think we we're going to have right now 650 people watching. I didn't think that we we're going to have, I don't want to tell you how many calls I have here waiting, but I just didn't think we we're going to have this many people that are desperate and hungry and need questions answered. So we should change the name to Let's Talk Deliverance instead of Let's Talk Supernatural, but it's okay. And I apologize to, to some of you waiting. There's there's really no way. I mean, I could go nine hours and, and there'll probably still be calls. So there, it's, it's impossible for us to get to everybody, but I'm going to keep taking these calls here. All right, we're going to bring our next caller in. That's you. Welcome to the call. Thank you so much for waiting. What is your name and where are you watching from? Hi, I'm Emma and Nestor's here as well, my my husband, and we're calling from California. Awesome. Emma and her husband from California. Thank you guys for calling. What is your question tonight? I have three. I hope that's okay. They're short. Okay, yeah, go for it. So first question. Um, how can a demon infiltrate your mind if you're putting the armor of God on? Okay. That's question number one. And then how can witches come to our churches and pretend to be praying for people? Um, wouldn't you feel it? Um, like, I wouldn't a Christian feel like you're being prayed by a witch that's infiltrated the church? And question number three um, where do we cast the demons when you're, you know, when you're saying, well, we bind you and cast you? Because um, if, correct me if I'm wrong, hell hasn't been established for Satan yet. Um, so where do we cast them to? Okay, so there's verses that talk about the bottom of the pit. I'll start with that. So when we cast out demons, like I said, I've done, I've read, I, I'm pretty sure I've read most of the books out there on deliverance, when you talk about like Don Dickerman, Derek Prince, Bob Larson, all these guys that are like prolific in deliverance, all of them would agree to cast the demons to the pit or to the abyss, same word. And I do a teaching on frequently asked questions on my YouTube channel. I also do a teaching on the how to cast out demons. I talk about where we cast them as well. I believe, and this is what people believe, this is what I believe, this is what I teach, and I have verses on this in my teaching, is that the pit is a waiting place. You know, the demon said, have you come to torment us before the time? So we know there's a time where the devil is going to go to hell for eternity. We know that there's a time where the demons are going to be judged. And so this is a temporary place. I will tell you this, like without even talking about scripture, I've had countless demons say, please do not send me to the pit, to the pit. 
Please do not send me to the pit. So I've had demons, many different demons in different states, different places, acknowledge that the pit is a place that they don't want to go. So rather than casting them out and letting them go back into, you know, circulation, I cast them into the pit or the abyss. It's the same word if you look at it, you know, biblically. Like I said, I'm going to point you to the mm -hmm. um, to the video I did, the Q&A I did, and the How to Cast Out Demons. I think in both videos, I talk about where we cast out demons, and there's people in the chat talking about it as well here. So that's where I, that's question number one. Question number two. If you have the armor on and you open up a door, it's just as good as taking off your armor. So like you can't put your armor on and then go and watch pornography and expect demons not to attack you. The only way a demon can get into you is if you open a door, right? So obviously mm -hmm. there's witches, warlocks that come to our services, come to our meetings, and I've had witches attack me with witchcraft while I'm preaching and all this type of stuff. There's no way they're going to put a spell on me permanently or get a demon inside of me unless I have an open door. So if there's an open door, the demon could come in. The armor of God helps us in our battle to be able to withstand um, the day of evil or spiritual attacks or situations in our life that are extremely hard to deal with. So it's not just deliverance. It's, you know, you have a hard day at work, right? The armor of God helps you in those days, in the days of evil, it protects you from being attacked in the spiritual realm. Not that it's like, oh, well, if I have the armor on, demons can't attack me. They could still attack you, but the armor gives you protection. So for instance, I've preached before when witches are front row while I'm preaching, trying to cast spells on me. Like literally I'm preaching and they're front row doing stuff with their hands. Now, I put the helmet of salvation on, thank God, before I went and preached, and I could still feel like, I when, I, when witchcraft attacks me, I feel like someone's squeezing my mind. I'll still feel it, but at the same time, it doesn't confuse me. It doesn't do what they're trying to get it to do, where I could preach right through it, right? Because I have the helmet mm -hmm. of salvation. That's what the armor of God for. It protects us through our daily life against spiritual attacks. But if you open the door then the demons could still come in, whether it be your thought life, whether it be your soul, whether it be whatever part they're working in, right? Um, your third question was, how would we not know? The reason why we won't know is because a lot of Christians are not spiritual. Like most of the American church, if I asked the chat right now, like how many of your churches talk about deliverance, type one, there would probably be like five people that typed one out of the 650 people watching. Most Christians are not right. spiritual. And this is why Paul says, fix your eyes on the unseen and not the seen. Like this is where we need to focus is on the unseen realm. And so witches could be up in our church for years. Like there's people that have written books how they were witches in churches and no one even realized it because the churches are ill-equipped. They're not spiritual and they're not teaching spiritual war. And so as John Romero says, it's easy for witches. Like I'm not afraid of witches. I mean, I'm not afraid of Christians okay. because witches have an easy time in the American church, which is why we need these broadcasts. We need teaching. We need everybody raising the alarm yeah. setting the alarm letting the churches know like we are in a spiritual war there is an adversary there's an enemy of our soul and so we need to be vigilant you know praying for the distinguishing of spirits gift and having eyes and ears to see in the spirit so that we could be able to withstand these attacks you know from the enemy right amen awesome so really quick i got prayed for once and i felt that after that prayer i couldn't figure out why i didn't want to worship i didn't want to pray um I felt like before that I was on fire for the Lord for um, the task that he has given me at work. And then all of a sudden after that prayer, I just felt like something got uh, muffled or. Now, who was it know, that prayed for you? Stanford. It was at, at a church. Yeah. Who, who was it? Was it a pastor? It's a famous church. No, it was one of their helpers that were there for you to go and get prayed on. Okay. Um, and everything he said was, you know, it was like a prophetic word. Um, but after that, I just felt like I was struggled to pray and worship. And until somebody else prayed for me and said, I told them what was happening. And they said, Hmm, 
Well, let's break off those words that were spoken over you. But I got kind of confused thinking, why would something that sounded prophetic, it's in a church, um, he was kind of dead on in everything he said, uh, in turn um, kind of silenced me in a way. Yeah. So did you feel confused after you got the prophetic word? I felt like, yeah. Okay. So like, one okay, of, Lord, let me, let me see. I'm yeah. So one of the biggest open doors for demonic attacks is confusion. Like that's the biggest, if, if I could say the one thing everyone has, what's the one thing everybody has, like every deliverance I've ever done, probably 95%, the person had the spirit of confusion. And I'm going to tell you why. I don't know what it is, but confusion is like the easiest demon to get. I mean, that sounds funny to say, but confusion is such an easy demon because can, being confused is an open door for the spirit. It's like an easy door to open, right? And demons come when you open doors, specific demons. So what happens is some people will get a prophetic word and feel confused about it, whether it's of God or not. Some people do, the Bible say, prophesy out of their imagination, which could have happened. Someone could have been prophesying over you out of their imagination. And so people get this confused and that confusion opens up the spirit of confusion. Now, some of you listening right now in the chat are saying, is everything open a door? Well, yeah, a lot of stuff does open a door. Anger opens a door, right? Um, fear opens a door. Like, these are all open doors. We are in a real war. Like, these are open doors. And so I'll say that that could have happened to you. You could have opened the door to a spirit of confusion or, or they could have put a word curse on you. Whenever you're letting somebody pray for you, you're subjecting yourself to their authority in the spirit realm. And so they did have a right. legal right when they're praying over you. That's why I don't just let random people come pray over me that I don't know because I don't want no one mm -hmm. putting curses or spells or word curses on me. So those are the two things I mm -hmm. can tell you probably happened. It's, it sounds like the person could have been genuine or they were genuine, but it could have also brought, which is why you have to be careful when you prophesy, it could have brought some, you know, some confusion over you. Okay. Let me pray for you and before I'm I get so you off the call if you don't mind. Yes, okay, yes, okay, no, let me pray. Not at all. Father, I just thank you for your daughter and Lord. Right now, whatever the word was that was spoken over her, we break confusion off now. I rebuke and come yes. against any power or spirit of confusion. You have no legal right. You have no power, no authority. Your power is broken by the blood of Jesus. We break the curse. We break the hex. We break the spell now. In Jesus' name, we command your power to be broken. And Lord, we thank you that you're bringing freedom. You're bringing liberty. You're bringing a sound mind. You're bringing clarity. And you're just bringing peace right now in Jesus' Jesus name we plead the blood over you and we thank you Lord that you're breaking the curse tonight in Jesus name. Amen. Awesome. Thank My you. My husband has a question for you. Yeah, go Do for it. Mind? Hi, Pastor. Um uh yes, yeah, several weeks ago I had a dream and in my dream um the setting was uh, a dark setting of course. Um and I saw Satan standing in front of me. Uh it's really weird because I've never had this dream. Um I approached uh Satan from the back and on my right hand I had a, a knife where I thrust it on his chest and I opened up his chest and I ripped his heart off. And then on top of that, um with 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 that set, um on my left hand I pulled his heart out and I ripped it up with with the with the knife as well too. So I mean, I've never had a dream like that, but it was really vivid and uh, uh, kind of puzzled by, by why I would have something like that. Okay, so you, so probably you've been getting into spiritual warfare, if I'm not mistaken, right? You've been listening to videos, watching stuff, or whatever. And what happens is a lot of times we could have dreams out of our <laughs> imagination or our own human spirit. So the three places you can get dreams is from your your soul, you know, the human spirit, or from the Holy Spirit, or from a demonic spirit. 
Like it probably it, it, it could have been the Holy Spirit, but you know, as graphics as it sounds, I don't know that the Holy Spirit would give you a dream like that. Not that he can't, because there's a lot more crazier stuff that happened in the Bible. But it sounds like because you're right. beginning into spiritual warfare, you were just having a dream out of your own spirit, right? Because it's what you think about, it's what you're going like. I'll listen to sermons before bed on deliverance, I'll read books, and then I have crazy dreams of me fighting demons, right? Well, it's because I've been reading about it, I've been seeing it. It's like if you watch a movie and then you have a dream of that movie, it's just because you've been opening yourself up to that. So I wouldn't think too much of it. I would probably Probably just you know I, I would say that it's probably just it's probably just that's because that's what you've been focusing on you're just having a dream your your own spirit was kind of like reflecting on it because you could have dreams that are not either the devil or or god right 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 well thank you Pastor. awesome you're welcome you guys have your, a good night your feedback thank you take care you too awesome god bless, god bless. thank you all right guys we got a lot of people waiting we're gonna take our next caller here Okay, we're taking our next caller. How you doing tonight? Let me know your name and where you're watching from. Uh, yeah, I'm also from Pasadena, California. Pasadena, welcome tonight. What was your question tonight? Yeah, so basically my question is, I was, um, first of all, I'm an Army vet, and um, I've, you know, struggled with a lot of pain in my life, and I figured out recently this year that I was delivered from a Leviathan spirit. Um, I was wondering if, you know, after... The one deliverance from a Leviathan spirit. Are there multiple, and could there be multiple Leviathan spirits in your body? And also, the next question was going to be, you know, because Army veterans uh, suicide rate is 22 a day. What happens to a believer if he's in the uh, military, or what happens to a believer and he commits suicide? What happens to, to that person? Okay, so your first question is, can you have multiple of the same demon in you? Is that your question? Yeah, can you have, uh, if you're delivered from like one Leviathan spirit, or like the spirit of Leviathan, can there be multiple spirits of Leviathan um, also still in your body after the one deliverance? So I haven't, like for example, so like, I haven't dealt with a situation where the person had the same demon twice. Like they got cast out, and there was another one there. I will tell you though, you could have a door could have opened back up, or and I'll say this, and Jesus taught this, another demon that you didn't get delivered from opened the door for Leviathan to come back. So Jesus said that the demon comes seven times worse and brings his friends. So one demon opens the door and seven more come, right? So that's one demon bringing seven more. So one, what people often happen is they'll have one demon bringing in other demons. So they'll say, Isaiah, well, I never did this. How do I have murder? How do I have anger? How do I have addiction? I never did any of these things. Well, you have to realize the spirit of lust brought those in with him or opened the door for those. So what could have happened to you was you may have had not got a full deliverance and had and i'm just assuming right because i don't know your full situation or was i wasn't there for your deliverance but you may have had another demon that was still there open a door or you may have opened a door and that spirit came back so that not it's not that it's the same spirit that you had before but it's the same it's the leviathan right there's thousands or millions or whatever you want to say of that spirit it's like lust if someone has a spirit of lust doesn't mean another person can't have it there's not just one spirit of it so that could those are the two things that could happen one you could have opened some type of door and it came back or two an, that uh, spirit in you could have opened the door for that spirit to come in okay so yeah basically i felt oh, and then like you were asking i about, was actually having a bible study go ahead yeah. what were you saying i was like having a bible study and someone yeah someone actually like came in uh he he delivered it from my lower back because I, I i mentioned my lower back was there and I knew that that spirit of life thing was there since childhood and also probably generationally because it manifested throughout my whole life, uh, even, you know, time in the military, all that stuff. And then I finally got delivered this year because I was praying really hard, like, what is this pain? But I felt it leave from my lower back. I felt it, you know, move from there. But also I realized for a long time in my life, too, I had like neck pain. I still have neck pain and also like tension there. 
Um, and I, I looked up and I, I was praying to God, like, what is this? What is this tension? What is the spirit? And I feel like getting really hot right now, kind of manifesting. So it's like, I still feel like it's some other kind of thing. Um, either Leviathan or some other kind of uh, spirit that's still there. Yeah, so you might you might need to get more deliverance. Uh, some t a lot of times when people get delivered, the person that, that does the deliverance do isn't thorough enough to go through and check if there's anything else left, which is why we have a notepad. We write every spirit down, and then we're able to go back through and check you know check if there's anything there. So what probably happened was you probably got delivered deliverance, which is amazing, and there's probably some stuff still there that you need to get deliverance from. Okay. So yeah, and right. then the, okay. Way, so I love what you're doing. Uh, Thank you, bro. I want to talk real quick about the suicide thing. I don't, I don't usually yeah. talk about suicide because we don't have an exact verse that talks about, you know, do people go to heaven? I'll tell you my personal guys. This is Isaiah Saldivar personal. This is not what the Bible says. This is me, my own convictions off of me studying the Bible. I personally believe this is my personal belief. I can't say that enough. I believe if you commit suicide, you don't go to heaven. That's my personal belief. I've had family members, I've had people that were in our ministry commit suicide, so it's very close to home to me. I've had good friends commit suicide, but I can't take my experience or my love, you know, someone I love and get it to twist my own theology of what I what I see in the Bible. And so for me personally, I believe if you commit suicide, you've ended your life early and it's I can't imagine God saying well done good and faithful servant if you take your own life. That's my own personal. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we get to heaven and you know, I have pastor friends that I know personally that took their own life. I hope they're in heaven. They may be, I don't know because I'm not the judge, but I will say that um, the Bible says there's going to be people in heaven that we didn't think were going to be there. And there's going to be people that aren't there that we thought were going to be there. So we don't, we don't know, but I'm just giving you my personal, my personal take on it. Mm, I see. Okay, yeah. bro. Well, uh, thank I, you so I much hope, for calling in, yeah. bro. God bless you, man. Yeah, God bless you. I love what you're doing. I'm watching. Um, I actually like when I edit films, I watch you right, right there. I listen to you. So wait, what was your uh, name? A lot of revelation. Masataka. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you. I've talked uh, to you on yeah, Instagram yeah. before. I know who you are. Yeah, yeah, Instagram, man. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Thank um, you yeah, so much for calling in. Family's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We're supporting you, man. Thank keep, you keep so much, bro. Delivering some of my friends too, and inviting them to, you know, what what is. Uh, you know what is biblical what is real so thanks thanks for what you're doing and awesome, uh, god's bro. gonna continue to bless you thank you so much yeah. for calling in man we'll all talk right. soon thanks all man. Right. Yeah, take care sure. bro sure. take care yeah all right thank you bro all right guys we're gonna do a couple more here i apologize for everybody that's waiting i'm gonna be bringing in lisa marie you're getting joined in now if you're on zoom and you're listening to me go ahead and unmute your mic and i'll get you in here lisa marie if you want to unmute your mic should be able to click uh, allow to talk and we'll get you in here. Thank you, everyone that's staying on. There he is in the chat. Thank you, bro, for calling in. Appreciate you. Thank you, everyone that's calling in. I'm overwhelmed by the amount of people that have called in. I, I didn't honestly I just didn't think that this many people were going to be engaged and calling in. So thank you so much. My sister said, I love that so many people are saying they've been delivering people now. So amazing. Yes, that's my favorite message to get is people saying I'm doing deliverance now. I'm seeing people get set free now. So this is amazing, amazing, amazing. Absolutely, Tammy. I agree with what you said about your brother. Absolutely. We don't know people's situation, you know, at the end of their life. I know it's getting late. I know people are falling asleep and that's totally fine. Okay, Lisa Marie, if you want to call back once you get your mic fixed. Okay, let me take our next caller. I think next time, guys, I'm just going to do phone call only because it takes, uh, there's too much time in between. All right, our next caller is on here. How you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing Good. Uh, my name is uh, Daniel Wagner. Um, how are you? 
Awesome. Thanks for being here, Daniel Wagner. I'm doing good. What was your question tonight, bro? Uh, it, it was actually, uh, I, I don't know if it's like more of a question, but it's just, see, I'm just, I'm really just trying to seek like deliverance kind of like, uh, see, like I've been going through like depression and anxiety and I just like, I really just wanted to try to get straight, like with the Lord, you know, cause see like lately, you know, it's like, I've been wanting to go the right direction and sometimes I feel like I'm getting dragged down, you know, and I just, I, I don't know who's trying to talk to me to tell me, you know, well, you're getting dragged down or I, I don't know, like if that's like somebody trying to speak to me, like in, inside of me, you know, or, you know, but Sometimes I feel like God is trying to tell me, you know, like Daniel, like, you know, you need to go in a better direction, you know? Yeah. So have you, have you seek deliverance yet? Or have you gotten prayer for deliverance from anybody? Or do you feel like you need to be delivered? Well, like, see, I went to a church, uh, in Louisville called on fire Christian. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but like no but that's a good name uh, that's a good place to, to start i used to have these seizures also and uh and i was delivered from this demon that i had in me and um i i was roaring um for a while and see like uh it was like a demon was coming out of me like speaking something weird and uh for a while it was like i was on the ground and unconscious and it and it was like I, I just do not remember anything like whatsoever and uh and then i just like that night it was like i started getting these images from god or something it was like god was trying to tell me that i was born again or something and and then all of a sudden i just just wanted to start trying to do wrong again. But, but then later on, I just realized, you know, well, I have to try to start doing right, you know, because I started seeing more things clearly. So did you feel like when you got done praying that you were, you got delivered or do you feel like the stuff just manifested, but didn't actually leave? Yeah. that Yeah. Like what, what you were saying. So you don't, you don't feel like the demons actually left you. Yeah, like in a way, I feel like that that in a way that they did, but then I feel like they they keep on trying to come back after me. Okay. Well, let me pray for you, bro. I would say, man, seek out deliverance. If there's a church, I'm going to tell you what I tell everybody. Um, you need to find a church in your area that does deliverance and ask them to pray deliverance over you or get some believers around you and ask them to pray deliverance over you. Okay. Okay. Let me pray for you, Daniel. Father, I just thank you for Daniel, for his life, for what you're doing in his life. We just speak over him deliverance and freedom. Father, I pray that you would bring people around him that could deliver him, that could lay hands on him, and that he would be free. Your word says that he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So, Father, we are praying right now that you would just bring people to him that would release deliverance power over him, God. We thank you for his life. We pray you would remove all shame, all guilt, all condemnation. We pray you would guard him, you would guide him, you'd protect him with your mighty angels. And 
and Father, we just pray now, Lord, that you would bind up any strong man that's been attacking him, all confusion that would just be bound. We ask by the blood of Jesus that every curse, every hex, and every spell would be broken in Jesus' name. I thank you for my brother, and Lord, I thank you that you're going to bring people around him to do deliverance on him and to help him in his spiritual walk and the journey that you have him on. And I just bless my brother with your power and your anointing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for calling in, bro. Thank you. Awesome. We'll talk soon, all right? All right. All right, take care. All right, guys, let's get our next caller, Chris, on Zoom. I'm going to bring you in. Guys, like I said, next time we do this, I'm going to do only call-in, so you don't have to worry about the delay between people turning on their microphone and us actually taking. And I'm reading all your comments, too, by the way, guys. And thank you all that are praying as well. As we pray for people, thank you for those that are praying with us and joining with us. There's breakthrough. I'm also going to do streams. Um, I just thought about today where I'm going to be praying for people over Zoom. So specifically, I'm going to be praying for people over Zoom in those streams. Chris, can you hear me, bro? You might have to unmute on your microphone. All right, guys, he's connecting to the audio here. Chris, you just got to hit the unmute. Should be right there on the bottom left of the screen. There you go. How's it going? Good. How are you doing tonight? Where are you from? Uh, Ottawa, Canada. Awesome. Canada. We got a lot of Canada tonight. I love it. What was your question tonight, bro? Um, well, a few months ago, I just had like a mirror from God and I've been a lukewarm Christian for like 10 years. So it was, you know, overdue to get the, the miracle. Like, um, and I started to give up stuff like Netflix and uh, sexual sin and everything, but I still have like this fight in my head. Like I'll, I'll hear something say like, you should throw that out or you should clean that. Like I'm very OCD. So I just fight with it. I say, shut up, Chris, like almost instantaneously. And then I think I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. So then I'll say, shut up, Lord. And I feel like, you know, obviously bad after, but it's almost like instantaneous. So you feel like there's like, what is it like a demon you feel like is constantly trying to tell you to do stuff or is it like a spirit of OCD? Like I just got put on some benzos for a panic attack a few months ago and I've been tapering off of them and I feel like that might be affecting it. And I'm also cutting off the weed, like smoking just one hit every three days just so I don't go through withdrawals. Yeah. But just like this constant battle with the thoughts in my head, like, like, oh, you should have done that. And then I'll say instantly shut up. And then I think I'm speaking to the Holy Spirit. So then I say, shut up, Lord. Like, that's what I'm saying in my head. Okay. So yeah, it sounds like, you know, obviously one of the uh, symptoms I always teach and I deal with a lot is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or blaspheming God. Demons do that. So it sounds like there's definitely something there that you need to get deliverance from some type of spirit that's speaking to you. Cause obviously you're like, okay, well, it's not the Holy Spirit telling me that it's not me wanting that or thinking that. So then the only other option is there's a demonic spirit, right? That's speaking to you that has access from whether it's being an addiction or whether it's the weed or whether it's your past. So I would definitely say that you need to get some deliverance. Um, that would be my, I guess my answer to your question was, I think, I really think you need to get some deliverance for that. I just have one follow-up if you don't mind. Real yeah. Um, I've had a bunch of old Honda Preludes, uh, and I've crashed a few. Some have been stolen, a lot of bad experiences. And now I've had this one outside for two years now. And as soon as, uh, I started getting the Serb checks for Canada, I just started blowing it on, you know, parts and this and that. And that's kind of when the miracle happened, where the miracle is to put God first. The car actually drove by that said God first after I, I just told my mom wow. to say God. I just told my mom, we got to put God first after my dog passed away that morning. And then a car drove by, it said God first, like seconds after. So Wow, God really, is speaking to you, bro. You know, it was crazy. That's insane. Beautiful stuff. 
Yes, well, bro, keep the fire going, man. Thanks for being a part of the family and the crew on here. Thank you for calling in, and we'll definitely talk again, all right? Yeah, I got you, bro. All right, Thanks take so care, bro. Take care. All right, guys, we're going to take a couple more here. I, I, Listen, there's nothing I can do. There's a lot of people still waiting. We're, on, we're over two hours. I'll go for like two hours tonight. I'm going to take some more phone calls in here and then a couple Zoom calls again. Like I said, guys, it's first call, first get. I, I, I can't do anything about it. We're going to do these more. They're going to be on Monday nights. That's what I've decided on, 6 o'clock on Monday nights. I may launch them this next week. We're having a baby um, not this next Monday, but the Monday after my wife is scheduled for a C-section. So obviously I'm going to be taking that week off. I'll still have the Friday, but I won't be live Monday or Tuesday, but I'll, I'll announce all that. Don't worry about it. I definitely want to do this again. This was just a launching episode to see how you guys responded to it. So I appreciate you guys responding with great feedback and the questions have been awesome. The, you know, the dialogue has been awesome. Let me take a couple more of these questions here, guys, before we get through it tonight. Um, oh, Lisa Marie said she didn't know how to unmute. Did you get it figured out, Lisa? Lisa, if you want to get back on the call... I'll, I'll, I'll get you back on here. I know I kicked you out because you weren't, uh, you weren't able to unmute it, but Lisa, go ahead and join back in the call. And then I will, um, yeah, I'll be at the doorkeepers. Absolutely. I'll be at doorkeepers of revival. Lisa, if you want to jump on the call, I'll get you back in. Okay. Let me take the next phone caller. I know I kicked you out because you, you are were, live on air. How are you doing tonight? And then I will. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What was your name and where are you watching from? Uh, my name is Shelly Gallup. I'm watching from Abbotsford, BC. Oh, awesome, Shelly. Yeah, I've talked to you before. How are you doing? I'm really, really good. I'm so glad you got to my call. First of all, really quick, I just want to say thank you for exposing Satan's kingdom. That was one of the, your teachings just get better and better for me. Thank I couldn't you. believe that. Um, and it led me to a question about second heaven. Um, when people die, can they, do, can they get stuck in second heaven and not ascend to third? No, absolutely not. So if you die, um, first of all, the last breath you have on earth is your next is the next breath you take. You're in heaven. You are a spirit in heaven. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The Bible says if it's appointed for every man to die and then comes judgment. So the moment you die, you stand before God for judgment. So you don't go through. It's not like your prayers or spiritual warfare. None of that. You're immediately standing before God for judgment and you're judged either obviously you either go to heaven or you go to hell those are the only two destinations so you don't have to go through this the second heaven it's nothing like that it's an immediate like your spirit you know is before the throne of god for judgment so now some people do say they okay. felt as if they were in a waiting room not as in like a purgatory okay for all of you in the chat that's not what i'm saying but they felt like they were at they were in a waiting room waiting to stand before the judgment seat of christ i don't know the full deal and what the whole waiting room is about or how that works but i do know that once you die you stand you're you're standing before god on judgment day and then god decides where you go so yeah no you can't get stuck in the second heaven oh okay thank you so much that was my question awesome, awesome. thank you so much shelly for calling in Thank you, Isaiah. Take yeah, care. We'll thank talk you. soon. Take care. All right. I'm going to take care of Christina Brooks and then Lisa Marie. Like I said, if you want to get back in, you can join back in and I'll just skip you right to the front of the line since I already had you on. I'm connecting right now to Christina Brooks. Christina, if you are on, you can go ahead and unmute your mic and we'll get started here. Hey, what's up, Isaiah? How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Still going through some things, but I have a couple questions. Yes. Um, my first one is, how do you know what is from God and what is not? I know spiritual discernment is key, but like I've had demonic manifestations before I got saved and like I see people getting prayed for and like the manifestations they have look really demonic to me. And I just like 
don't know who to trust sometimes. And um, also, how do you test the spirit? Like you personally, how do you? Do yeah. That? Okay. So for the manifestations, I think I talked about it a bit in one of the videos about traveling and seeing like a lot of extreme manifestations in certain movements and groups. For me, the, everybody everybody tests the spirits and distinguishes spirits differently. You know, some people might say, oh, I felt this or I felt this. Like when I get attacked by witchcraft, I know it's witchcraft because I feel like something's squeezing the top of my head. Like these are ways I feel or I distinguish things. When it comes to manifestations, what you're asking specifically, is it from God? I could feel it in my stomach. Like I feel, I'm trying to describe the best way. It's hard to describe, obviously, if it's spiritual and the natural, but I always feel like um, my stomach turns or I feel sick or like grossed out almost. Like as if you're seeing something gross. Like if you saw something gross and naturally like, oh, I feel gross. Like it's a hard feeling to describe, but yeah. That's how I feel like my stomach spiritually, I feel grossed out and it might look godly. Like we, you know, I've talked about like people slithering or people laughing or people, you know, certain ways that they contort when they're getting prayer or whatever it could be. I could feel it in my stomach, just a grossness. That's the way that I'm able to distinguish spirits. That's the way I'm able to test a spirit. So if I'm getting prayer or like I'm hearing a preaching in me, right? If my, and I'm hearing him preach and I start feeling like a weirdness or I start getting like frustrated or irritated for no reason. That's one way I test spirits. I've been in meetings, Christina, where it's me and like three other preachers. And then there's a guy preaching and we're at like a revival meeting or a conference. And I feel that way. And I'm like, maybe it's just me. But then I'll ask those other three guys, like, what did you feel when he was preaching? And nine times out of 10, all three of them will say, dude, I felt sick to my stomach. I felt like he was off. That's us all testing the spirit, right? So we're able mm -hmm. to test and see. Now, you, the way you might test a spirit might function differently than the way that I test a spirit, like the way my gift works. Like one of the things for me is one of the ways I work in word of knowledge is if I'm praying for somebody and they have pain in their body that I, I don't know about, one of the ways God gives me word of knowledge is I could fill it in my body. So if they're getting a migraine, I feel a migraine. If they have pain in the right arm, I feel pain. But for somebody else, that might be completely different. So you really have to start finding out as you're, you know, obviously you're growing in the gifts, you're exercising, you're learning, you're, you're in the streams, you're hearing about what God is doing. Then you're going to be able to start exercising your gifts and see that the, see the way that they function in your own life, if that makes sense. And then you're able to say, yeah. oh, this is how I test. Cause I might say, that's how I test spirits, which is how I do it. And then other people might say, well, this is how I feel when I test the spirit. But I think we definitely should be, um, testing the spirits. I do have one more question. Yeah, go for it. And I thought of when you were talking, um, you mentioned like sometimes people laugh. I had someone praying over me for deliverance and like I manifested and laughed and that's never happened before. And yeah. someone said it's because like he doesn't have the power or authority, but like don't all believers have the power and authority in Jesus? So, so la laughing is definitely a symptom. Like I think I think nine out of 10 deliverances I do, the person starts by laughing. That, that's partially because the devil wants to downplay it. He wants to make light of it. He wants to make a joke out of it. And he wants to divert attention off of himself so that he doesn't get cast out, obviously. So no, I mean, there's different levels of spiritual authority depending on, like for instance, the sons of Sceva. Like the demon straight up said, Peter, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? Like you have no mm -hmm. authority because we don't know you. You're do you don't know Jesus and we don't know you in the spiritual realm. So that shows, and then you have to also think about like if we're an army, there's no army that's ever existed that didn't have ranks right so not only does the demonic realm have ranks but like for instance michael's called the prince angel gabriel's the prince angel princes are being a prince is a ranking 
in an army or in a kingdom. So I believe now some people teach like there's no authority. Everyone has the same authority in Jesus. Personally, I don't believe that. I believe there's different varying levels of authority depending on how you live, how you walk, the compromise in your life. Um, Jesus had incredible spiritual authority because there was no darkness in his life. The demon said, what do me and you have in common, right? What gave him the spiritual authority was holiness. So I believe like I've been in deliverances where I get called like I've been trying to do deliverance for four hours and this is not to brag if you guys know me I'm not here bragging or any of that but I've had someone say man I've been doing deliverance for four hours nothing's happening and I've walked in there and within 20 minutes all the demons are gone and the demons immediately say we know who you are right so I don't know how I'm not trying to give you a verse or nothing I'm just saying there's something about spiritual authority in the spirit I don't know exactly how it works but the, but I believe there is a level of spiritual authority sometimes when people do deliverance um, they're immature in it. Jesus said this type of spirit only comes by prayer and fasting. So in the last video I did about, um, uh, was about reasons why people stubborn demons. I gave some reasons why one of those reasons why the deliverance minute minister doesn't have a strategy. The other reason was they don't pray and fast. So I think, yes, everyone does have power and authority to cast out demons, to heal the sick and all that. But also if you're living like in compromise, you're not in prayer, you're not fasting and you're, it's kind of like not a serious thing to you then that could hinder the level of spiritual authority or the breakthrough that happens, you know, when you're trying to do spiritual authority. I mean, when you're trying to do the, deliverance. For the prayer and fasting, is it the the person doing deliverance that should pray and fast or is it the, I, I the think, person that I has think, the demons I think both? both, but I would say it's more important for the person doing the deliverance than the person getting delivered okay. for prayer and fasting. Yeah, I think that if you're wanting to do deliverance ministry, everyone should be doing it. Everyone's called to do it. There's no gift. There's no anointing. We've all been given power and authority according to Mark 16 and many other verses. Um, you should ha you know, start developing that lifestyle of prayer and fasting because it does help. When I do fast, when Amen. I fast before deliverance, it's for me, I feel it's like 10 times easier. So absolutely. Awesome. Thank awesome, you so Christina. much. Thanks God for calling in. Okay, let me take our next. I'm going to take a couple more here, guys. And guys, like I said, I, I can't apologize enough for the people that are not going to get their answer. I've had, let's just say, 50 plus people this entire time in the waiting room. So just, just an idea how many people are waiting. Okay, we're going to take on our next caller. How are you doing tonight? Can you hear me? I'm in. I'm in. He's on the phone. Yes. Oh, they're coming. Don't worry, guys. I hear I hear you. We, we could wait. No worries. Lisa, I'm not sure how to unblock you on that. Hello? How are you? Is uh, Am I on? You're on with Isaiah Saldivar. Yes, we are live on air. Hello? I'm so excited. Awesome. What's uh, yes, your name and where Evelyn are you from? from Evelyn Morales. Actually, I partnered with your ministry a while back. I'm from Chicago. Awesome. Thank you so much for being a partner. What was your question tonight? Okay, well, my question is regarding um, curses, hexes, and spells. It's a combination of questions, but they're all related. Um, a woman of God uh, through a Zoom told me recently that uh, she, when I told her that I was going through a bunch of things and getting attacks and um, <clears throat> still get a lot of migraines and headaches and I'm um, having sleep issues and I know that they're demonic. She told me that that somehow um, uh, witches and warlocks were around me and that I was being attacked from different directions. And that she, as soon as she saw my name, she said that um, she saw several witches and warlocks around me and that somehow I gave them an open door and that there were probably people from church and somebody, my, some people from my family. 
Okay. And that alarmed me. It really alarmed me because um, she said it was somebody, people that were close to me. And I was like, I'm not close to a lot of people. And the people I am close to are all people of God. And I actually do ministry work. And um, so all of, all of a sudden I started thinking, oh, my gosh, who could it be? But I know my brother. My brother has opened up doors because um, he's not saved and he believes in in reincarnation. And uh, <clears throat> there's other things that, that he opened up the doors to that he let me know recently. And so I know he's into witchcraft for sure. But then there's um, people from church that I started thinking, well, who could it be? Because we're a worldwide ministry, but um, we're a small church within the Chicago area that's growing. And uh, I am part of the ministry, ministerial, I guess, uh, the group. So I was thinking, well, you know, I, I can pray and ask God to show me and expose who it is. But um, when she says that, I started thinking, well, I only trust a very few circle of people that I talk about this stuff with. And um, now I feel like I don't know who to trust. And if there was some kind of curse that was placed upon me, that that's why I'm going through what I'm going through, um, how can I get delivered from that? Or can I do self-deliverance? And uh, she had recommended that I move out of my family situation, if that was the case. Okay. And I'm not working through... I can't do that right now. Okay, so I'm going to do... I was thinking about today. I'm going to do a, a Friday night soon on um, breaking curses and breaking generational curses and break down what curses are. We talked about a little bit in the video I did with Vlad about how curses happen when you disobey God and blessing happens when you obey God. Curses are like blessings. They both are generational, so they pass down through generation from generation. Now, the Bible does say in Proverbs 26, 2, that like a fluttering sparrow and a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. So, for instance, what that means is, let me just translate Isaiah's New Living Translation, is if somebody tries to cast a spell on you and there's no legal right, they have no legal right over you, then the, the, the curse is not effective or can't land. Now, here's the way the curse can land is if there's an open door in your life for that curse to land. So if there is an open door, they can find a way to get through that open door to be able to curse you or whatever it is, hex, spell, kind of they're all the same thing. So that would be the only other thing if there's an open door that you know about. If there's no open door in your life to like sin or compromise or the demonic realm or, you know, magic, Ouija board, tarot cards, any of that stuff, then they can curse you all they want. Now, if it's a pastor, if it's a parent, if it's a person that has spiritual authority over you, if a pastor would have spiritual authority over you, your pastor would, or a family member like a kid or like a, a father with a daughter, there's a certain level of authority, which I'll talk about in another video, of spiritual authority, then you're able to do like word curses, spells, hexes, if you have authority over them. But you can't just, if you're under the covenant of Christ, under the blood of Jesus, someone can't just put a curse on you. If that was the case, I would already be dead, right? Because there's been, I can't imagine how many people have tried to put curses on me that not just watch the broadcast, but have come to our meetings. So I wouldn't worry about that. I would worry about if there's any open doors in your life and making sure that your life is clean and there's no open doors. One of the primary ways that curses come in the Bible is idol worship. So when we start exalting other things above God or we start worshiping other things or other things take the place of God. So that's another thing that the Bible talks about. Now there's, I gave 37 reasons recently on how you get curses and there's a lot of reasons, but I would say I wouldn't worry about people cursing you because as long as there's not an open door, there's no legal right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was a lot of, that makes a lot of sense, but I do come from a, a strong Catholic background, but I left that about 30 years ago. Okay. But my father, who's 90 and I don't take care of, he's still, 
Catholic and my brother who takes care of him, he's the one who has opened the door to witchcraft. And I know that for a fact, but I've been trying to minister to him. And um, now is there items in your like, home? Like, is there like, um, like Mary or like the rosary or any of that stuff in your home right now? Not in my personal okay. space where I'm at, but in my there's definitely, there's a lot where my dad lives. Yeah, because all that stuff, like people don't realize, like any false religion, false religion, which is the second major reason why the, the occult, which would fall under any religion that's not, you know, Christianity, is another open door to the demonic. Like rosaries, you know, statues of Jesus, Jesus on the cross, all these different things that are objects of worship become open doors and become accursed items for demons to come through. That's all I was saying. That could be another thing that you're dealing with. If it's in your home, that's definitely would be an open door or something where a demon can come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she, it was alarming when she said that she would rather be homeless and that she went through a situation similar and that she'd rather live in her car as she did with her two children. And she went through that period before God opened up a door for her for a place to stay. But I told her, I'm not in that position. She'd just take off and get out. You know, I have a yeah. lot of debt. I'm not working right now. I said, I can't just get up and walk you like that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to pray over you. I'm going to break every every curse, every hex, every spell off of you. And then, like I said, I want you to just examine your life, evaluate if there's any open doors, especially if you feel like people are trying to put witchcraft and stuff like that on you, then you definitely need to, you know, evaluate and, and really, um, you know, make sure there's nothing there if people are really trying to do that. Okay. okay, I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for your daughter. And right now, I speak to any spells any hexes or curses that have been put on her in Jesus' name. And by the blood of Jesus, I cancel out those curses. The Bible says that we've been delivered from the curse, that the one who became a curse broke the curse off of us. So we thank you, Lord, that you were put on a cross. You became the curse so we could be set free from the curse. So right now we set you free from every curse, every hex and every spell. We say now it is null and void in Jesus' name. And we plead the blood of Jesus from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name, we plead the blood of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for your anointing and your power and your deliverance now. And we say, be free, be delivered. We speak off confusion right now. Every assignment and strategy of confusion and the enemy is broken now in Jesus' name. The contracts and the assignments are null and void now. We cancel them in Jesus' name. And we just speak blessing over you. We ask that all generational curses would be removed and in their place, generational blessings would be released. We thank you, Lord, that you're revealing any idol worship or idolatry in our life and you're breaking the curse tonight in jesus name we thank you lord thank you so much for calling in tonight thank you awesome thank we'll you talk so again god bless, you. god bless you take care okay bye-bye all right guys here's the deal we're gonna take one more call because here's the thing we're just go we're just getting more calls and more calls as we go so there's no way we're at we're at almost two and a half hours here i if you didn't get your call answered we're going to be doing these more please do not be frustrated do not be irritated we're going to do these more we're going to be doing these shows more i just wanted to test the waters we had an awesome response tonight thank you all of you that have sown that have given there's giving links on the screen there's links on the screen there's clickable things so into what god is doing so into what god is saying if you enjoyed tonight you got blessed guys be a part of what god's doing become a monthly partner and sow into the ministry and help us continue to do these streams uh, with that being said i'm going to take one more phone call like I said, guys, I can't apologize enough. I just can't take everybody. There's no way. Let me take one more call here. Um, you are live on the air. Thank you so much for waiting. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing good. Awesome. How you doing? I'm good. What's your name and where are you from? 
Um, my name is Ray, and I'm from North Carolina, Longburn, North Carolina. Awesome. Ray from North Carolina. Ray, what, what was your question tonight? Um, yes. Um, early this year, you know, I, I prayed to God like never before and stuff. And he started to reveal stuff to me, and um, I don't know what a small, still voice is. Um, I've been asking that question a lot, never got an answer. Um, but it's like more like I perceive something, like he had something for me. And I had like two people confirm this thing, revelation that I had got. But, you know, ever since then, it's like it's been downhill with me. I've just been struggling a lot. And and I do feel far away from God now. And, you know, it just, and lately I've just been dealing with a lot of blasphemy thoughts. And that's how the devil got me last time to get me far back in the world. And, and I, I believe he's trying to use that now to get me to blast from the Holy Spirit. That's like my biggest fear. And I guess that's an open door for him to use something. But right now I'm just like struggling with assurance of salvation and all that. I don't know if it's a spiritual attack or it's just me, myself, that's, that's doing this to myself. So it sounds like you're dealing with a spirit of confusion. A lot of the stuff, what you're saying is like just being confused back and forth. And have you have you gotten deliverance before? Oh, nah, but I watched his videos and I, you know, I went through the process and, you know, I, I didn't feel anything. I had no manifest and, you know, uh, I don't, I never, I just never had no real experience of anything. Yeah, yeah. No Holy Spirit or, or any manifest or anything like that. But I do have a problem with anger and um, I used to struggle with drinking, but I don't, I don't struggle with it anymore. And I used to struggle with um, porn, but I don't struggle with that anymore. Okay. But it's like it comes every out of the blue every once in a while once I get rid of it. Profanity and um, I can't think of what I just said, but blasphemy spirits, that was, that's what I've been dealing with most of my life. That's like a cycle for me. Yeah, so the blasphemy thing is obviously demonic, right? Because you don't want to blasphemy. You're not thinking about like, oh, I want to blasphemy God. So that's definitely a demonic spirit. That's like one of the number one symptoms of being demonized. So I would definitely say there's probably some deliverance there, whether you got prayer and nothing happened. I would continue to seek out and pray for like revelation, like what is there and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it. And, and like I said to the, to the girl in the very, very beginning, the voice of God is a small voice. Like we walk by faith. A lot of times we just have to walk in faith. We're not going to get these radical experiences where you know, we're having visions and having trances and having dreams and all these type of stuff. But it is that small voice. It feels like it's our thoughts. It feels like it's our mind telling us when it's not, it's the Holy Spirit. And so you just have to know like we're walking by faith, not by sight. And praise God if I experience a manifestation, if that something happens, you know, where I get, encounter God. But I don't want to like base my Christianity off experiences because remember, we don't walk by our feelings. We walk by faith and not by sight. And the Bible says, blessed are those that don't hear and that don't see. They're more blessed than those that do. So, um, but, but I will say the blasphemy stuff is definitely demonic. Like I know you're not wanting to blaspheme the Holy Spirit or whatever it is you're feeling. And I know that God is not making you. So there's only one other thing that could be that could be doing that. And so I, I would say that there's probably deliverance and that could be a reason why you're feeling like numb. You know, it sounds like you're like a little bit like, I'm not really just feeling it. I'm not feeling God. I'm not hearing God. I'm not experiencing God. And that could be a demonic thing. That's really blocking you from experiencing the presence of God or the supernatural stuff that God has for you. Yeah. Cause early this year, it was just, you know, straight joy because I saw God like I never did before. Yeah. And he revealed himself to me. I believe he did. And yeah. he revealed that he had something for me. And then after I got prophesied by two people confirming that what I have already 
been spoken in my life by God himself. That's what I believe. It's just like it's downhill for the, and you know, I don't know if it's something I'm doing, something I'm seeing, in the house. You know, I just been praying, I've been reading, and I haven't been getting no answers. It's, you know, and then I guess that's downplaying on, you know, my faith, and I'm wondering like what's going on. Then that's when feelings kick in. It's just a, it's just a rush of everything, and that's why I'm struggling. That's that's just basically it. Yeah. Well, I would say, bro, try to get some more deliverance, right? It doesn't matter if you've gotten it once or gotten prayer. I would just say, try to get some more, get somebody to pray for you. It doesn't have to be some official thing, but getting somebody to pray for you and lay hands on you. And then let me just pray for you before I log you off here. Okay. All right. All right. Father, I thank you for my brother, Lord. I thank you that you have him on this incredible supernatural journey and that God you're working even right now as I speak. Holy Spirit, you're working, God. Even when we don't see it, you're working in the background. And Father, I pray for just a fresh anointing. I pray for a fresh encounter, and I pray for breakthrough over him in Jesus' name. We just ask, let your fire flow, let your anointing flow, and let your power flow in the name of Jesus. We ask you, God, to have your way and do what only you can do tonight in his life. God, do what only you can do in the name of Jesus. Anoint him, empower him, and release breakthrough tonight. We break all confusion, we break all blaspheming, and we break every strategy and assignment of the enemy in Jesus' name, and we just speak freedom and deliverance right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you're just bringing freedom and deliverance right now. Thank you so much, bro, for calling in. While you was praying, my eyes is twitching. Like, mm. yeah, that's twitching. Like, in my mouth, it's twitching a little bit. I never felt it before. Yeah, that's so, how I know God have his hand on you. Yeah. I, I never felt it before. Come on, bro. Awesome. God, do the work. Lord, we thank you for your anointing. See, man, and I felt it even as I'm praying, God is touching you right now. And so just be expectant, man. This week, we just ask, Lord, that you would send spiritual encounters and you would just send revelation and, and you would just meet with him. Even as you are right now, as you said, man, it's hard feeling God. I'm not feeling anything, but as, as I'm praying, you're feeling something, you know? So God is already doing the work just as we're praying. Man, I never felt it before. Come I mean, on, bro. Many of people prayed over me. I never felt this. Like my eyes, my mouth, everything twitching. Like I never felt that. And I felt it when I used to pray, and I never knew what it was. But wow. Now, have, I, have you been baptized in the Holy I'm Spirit too. before? That's the thing. I I I never experienced anything like that ever. Okay. I never experienced anything like that. Okay, let's pray the baptism the of the Holy Spirit over you. The Holy Spirit. All right. You want to do that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So sure. I've been trying to. <laughs> okay. So I just want you to put your hands out. Don't pray in English at all and just receive what I'm going to pray over you. Okay. And if you start feeling like tongues come out, just start speaking in tongues. If you feel it, just let it out. Don't hold it in. Okay. If you feel your mouth vibrating and tongues coming out, then just start speaking it out. Okay. All right. All right. Father, I thank you for my brother. Come on, everyone in the chat, just start praying. Father, I thank you for my brother tonight. I thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and power. And bro, right now, I release the baptism of the Holy Spirit over you. The Bible saying, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more does your heavenly father want to give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? So right now, we speak the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We speak rivers of living water right now begin to flow out of you. We speak tongues of fire to begin to rest on you right now. And we pray now, be baptized in the power. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Be baptized in fire. We just pray more, more, more. God, release it. Father, we pray right now, tongues of fire be released now. 
now. Baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire be released now. Out of his belly, the Bible says, shall flow rivers of living water. So right now, bro, be filled with the Holy Spirit now. Father, release it right now. Release it right now. Baptism of power, baptism of fire. We just say be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire right now in Jesus' name. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, we pray Holy Ghost fire. We pray Holy Ghost anointing. And we pray power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name right now. Release it, release it, release it right now. Thank you, God. More, 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 more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fill them with the Holy Spirit tonight. You'll never be the same in Jesus' name. You'll never be the same in Jesus' name. What are you feeling, bro? I'm just feeling just feeling twitches. That's all I'm feeling. Yeah, God is moving on I'm you feeling. tonight, bro. Like I said, man, I had nobody. Man, my church is around here. All, it's all about music. Yeah. It's not serious around here. Yeah. It's, it's just not. And we're in a critical time, and I worry about that. Because time is steady going as we sleep, as we work, as we eat, and I just feel like I'm getting nowhere. Cause I have nobody, you know, that's into it like you, and I don't have that around here. So I'm like struggling, and I'm praying, and I'm asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm asking. I've been wanting it. Yeah. And I just don't. I just don't feel. I just don't receive it. I don't know why. And it's hard for me to even try to obey the word of God. I'd be wanting to, but it's like it's so hard for me to do it, and I'd be trying. And it's just it's just so hard. Yeah. Well, bro, listen. I'm in your corner, bro. Like I said. We're streaming on Tuesdays, on Fridays. I know it's not in person, but man, get in the streams, get fed spiritually, receive the word of the Lord. Um, we're doing our best, man, to bring the teaching, to bring the equipping of the stuff. You know, as you said, man, the churches aren't doing it. Well, that's why we're doing our best through the internet to reach people and to preach and to teach as you're even encountering God tonight. But man, every day you get out of bed, repent, man. Turn from your ways, crucify your flesh, and start following God. God's doing something in your life. I'm in your corner, man. I'm praying. I'm believing. Don't back down. Don't get silent. Don't get quiet. Don't get discouraged. The road to discipleship is definitely a lonely road, man. But you got this. I believe in you. All right, bro? All right. I all really right, do man. appreciate Keep it. Keep the fire going. We'll talk again for sure, bro, okay? All right. All right. Have a good night, bro. God bless you, man. Bless you. All right. All right, guys. Thank you. Listen, like I said, I apologize. There's a lot of you still waiting that have been on hold for probably close to two hours. I just can't take any more calls. We are already at two and a half hours okay i planned i was like let's just go for an hour we're already at two and a half hours so i know there's a need i know there's still more guys um we're gonna do this again i promise this was our launch it went amazing it exceeded my expectations please guys sow into what god is doing if you were blessed tonight if you got touched tonight, then sow in, support the ministry. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to take up a 50-minute offering. I'm going to read through these donations right now. But like I said, there's links right there. You can give through Zelle. Let me type out my Zelle here um, in the chat. You can give through Zelle. I have Venmo. I have PayPal. All the links are right there in the chat. You could become a monthly partner on the website. If someone wants to just start spamming my website, that'd be good. And I'm going to type out the Zelle for some of you that have been asking. There's my Zelle. You can add me as a recipient. What an awesome time, guys. Let me know if you enjoyed this tonight. Let me know if you want me to keep doing these. You know, streaming and what we're doing is just like fishing. You throw out one thing, see if it works, see if people get blessed and touched, and then you try other things. And so please let me know if you guys enjoyed this tonight. 
I think next week we're going to do, I don't have cash up, unfortunately. I got my cash app taken down for no reason. So I have Venmo though, is at Isaiah Saldivar. I also have my website, www.isaiahsaldivar.com slash partner. It's very easy to sew, very easy to give. I don't need your, I don't need your address. I don't need your social security number. None of that. You can give right there on the website. Thank you for all of you that joined partnership. Thank you, Connie, for joining partnership. Um, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All of our partners. Let me know guys, if you like the new overlay, you know, let me know if you like the new text and the background moving and the pop-ups, you know, I'm not lying. I worked on this for like six to seven hours. I'm such a nerd yesterday. So it does take a lot of work. I have a new ending screen for all of you that love staying till the end. You'll see my new ending screen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of you that liked it. I loved it. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Love tonight. Awesome. Thank you so much. A lot of great positive feedback. As people are giving here, I'm going to let those load. I'm going to read some of these donations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone that's donating. Thank you, everyone that says it looks great. Good work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep doing these. Okay, we will. Monday nights at 6, we'll start doing it. Thank you, Abraham, for posting my Zell. I appreciate that, bro. I see you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Super fresh. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you, bro. So much needed. Man, it was good. It went good. We had a couple hiccups in the beginning, but like I said, guys, that's to be expected. It, it takes time for people to realize that to unmute. So next time, I'm just going to do call-ins only. I'm not going to do Zoom. You're, you, I'll do Zoom, but you'll have to call in on your phone. It's too hard because if you don't do your phone, you have to turn on your thing and blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I already knew 99% of the questions were going to be deliverance. I said that in the beginning. Thank you. I like the new layout and the new font. Thank you so much. I'm working on it. Savannah, when I announce the partner's call, I'll make sure you don't miss it. I'll announce it right on here so you'll know when it is, when we have a new one scheduled. I'm going to read these donations here in a second, guys. As you guys continue, people are still giving, so I'm going to wait till a couple of those go through. Um, I knew that it was going to be, I knew it was going to be, you know, deliverance Q and a. So also we have, um, Vlad confirmed to come back and do the deliverance casting out demons frequently asked questions part two, cause we didn't get to finish. So we're going to finish it soon. And, um, in a couple weeks here, like I said, in two weeks, Monday, we're going to be going in. My wife has a C-section planned because the baby has not come yet. I'll be speaking doorkeeper Saturday night, Landry. Dave said, please keep doing these lives. Thank you so much. Have you ever prayed in tongues for 10 hours? Uh, I've prayed for 24 hours straight and most of the time was in tongues. So I guess, yeah, I have. I can't wait for Nova. Yes, I can't wait either. We have some awesome guests, guys, that we're waiting to confirm. It's going to be good. Like I said, this was just a tester on Tuesday night, but we'll still have the podcast Friday night fired this Friday night. Guys, listen, all of you that are in here are still, are you the faithful ones? Thank you, all of you that are donating. Here's the deal. Here's what I need you guys to do. You love the streams. You love what God is doing. Thank you. Here's what I need you to do. I post flyers the day before our streams. So on Tuesday night stream, I post a flyer on Monday. For Friday night stream, I post a flyer on Thursday. I need you guys when I post it on at noon on Thursday or Monday. Yeah, the PayPal link is the second link. Let me fix this real quick for you guys, okay? Give me a second. The PayPal link is the second link in the chat. I'm going to take out the call-in number here real quick. Just give me one second, guys. Let's go to Facebook here. Let's type this out. Please work in Jesus' name. There we go. Let me link this. So, you, okay. I just pinned the new comment. So right there, it says click to support PayPal. All you have to do is click that top link and you'll be able to give on PayPal. And many of you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone that's sewing into the show and what God is doing. We really, really do appreciate it. Okay. So what was I saying? I totally forgot what I was saying. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to send a check, message me on this page and I'll let you know how to send a check. 
Thank you, Isaac. Just message me tonight. Yeah, we're going to have John Ramirez on again. Yes, absolutely. So, yes, a lot of great guests coming, guys. It's going to be good. Okay, so, okay, that's what I was saying. Here's what I need you guys to do. I need you guys, when I post the flyer and the stream reminder, all of you faithful ones, okay, there's 400 of you that are still on here, I need you to set the stream reminder and comment on the flyer where you're going to be watching from because that helps us with the algorithms reach more people. Guys, I have 110,000 followers, and when I post a flyer, only like 5,000 people see it. So I need more people to comment, more people to like and share so that we'll be able to get it. So share the flyer, okay? Share the flyer, comment on the flyer, and set the stream reminder. It's all I need you to do. Thank you so much. So on Friday, Thursday night, we're, I mean Thursday afternoon, I'm going to post the flyer for Friday. I'm very excited about this Friday. God's already been speaking to me. So be excited about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone's giving me a thumbs up on it, boss. Will do. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Marlisa. Thank you, Monique. Thank you, Anita. Thank you, uh, Becca. Got it, got it. Okay, thank you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everyone that's praying for the baby to come. Okay, let me read these donations tonight. Like I said, thank you, everyone that has donated tonight. You guys are amazing. Um, Debrana Marin, thank you so much. Our first donation tonight. Manny Ruiz, thank you so much. Jim, you are a legend. Jim, you don't have to give every stream. Jim is literally carrying the stream, guys. Him and Yvonne give every single stream. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Shelly Gallup. Said these weekly teachings are changing my life. I'm lit with the Holy Ghost fire. Thank you, Shelly Gallup. This is the point of our streams is to throw gas on your fire. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Candy Vallejo, thank you so much for that donation. You're amazing. You're one of those ones I give every single time as well. well maybe we'll get Todd White on. That'd be awesome. Yvonne Tunnyhill, thank you. She said, love in the Q&A. Thank you so much. The Victors, thank you guys. You guys are amazing. We appreciate you. Anonymous said, this was awesome. Thanks. Um, thank you so much. Luke Hanby said, God bless you, brother. Thank, Luke. thank you, Luke. David said, great broadcast tonight. Thank you so much, David. Masataka said, thank you, brother, for the ministry. This online Q&A is great. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Nia said, such a blessing as always. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you, Nia. Trina Davila, thank you so much. And Jordan Creek, thank you guys for those donations. Thank you for everyone that gave on Venmo. Thank you for everybody. Let me read this Venmo real quick before we get off here tonight. I think this might be, oh, I'm still recording. Okay, well, if you're still watching on YouTube, God bless, take care. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.